so lovely, so dead and lovely, I could die. I told you I had one. You did have one. And I did. I feel so lovely, so dead and lovely, Yeah, I could die. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's the name of the podcast. That is the name. That's true. Yeah. And that was Elvis. Exactly. And Elvis is in this movie. Yeah, so it's pretty perfect overall. Nailed it. I'm patting myself on the back on that one. All right. We did a good job. Welcome, Dead and Lovely listeners, to this week's installment of Dead and Lovely, the greatest horror movie and pop culture bullshittery podcast Mm -hmm. in all the known multiverse. Here, as always, with the host with the most, your best pals, it's me, Uncle Ben. Hey, it's me, Hollywood Steve. Hey, Hollywood Steve. And I have to tell you, I just came back from a separate universe. How was that? Where... We're neck and neck with another podcast. Yeah. For greatest podcast. So, oh, okay. so this is definitely not this reality. Yeah, not this reality. Yeah. Not even close. But uh boy, I'll tell you what, we're still winning. Yeah. So Oh yeah, yeah. We're I the mean best. it must be hard on Joe Rogan and Mike Marin. <laughs> I know it's hard on Joe Rogan. But he I calls don't, me I don't crying really care. regularly. Yeah? Yeah. Aww. Bro, why don't you guys just stop being so good, bro? <laughs> Slow down. Yeah. <laughs> How you been this week, Steve? I've been all right, man. Been yeah. busy. Yeah, no shit. I've been busy, too. I've been yeah. so busy, I've worked up a thirst. Why don't we crack ourselves Ooh, a cold one before we discuss and dish about our weeks here? All How right. That? What we got here? So this is a very special rig um, from the fine folks at Burial Beer Company out of Asheville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, the greatest brewery in the Southeast. Okay. If uh, any of our listeners want to prove me wrong, fucking hit us up and send us some beer. Prove us wrong, kids. Yeah, please do. I would love to be proved wrong because Burial in Asheville is just a place of wonder and magic. And this is their beer that's called A Violent Voyage to Impermanence. Oh. It's a double India pale ale with wine grapes. I'm excited about this. This is one that a, a Skype student of mine who was coming through town picked up. Mm-hmm. I mentioned this on the show a week or two yeah. ago. And uh, got me a four-pack, and I've been saving some of these so we can have them That's on the awesome. show. It says on the can, there is a beautiful pain on the pathway towards immortality. Mm. It's through gnashing razor blades of unexpected burdens. Oh, damn. The momentary realization of inconstant existence is truly divine. Oh. Made with Sauvignon Blanc and Pinot Gris grapes. Double dry hopped with Enigma Citra and Azaka hops, 8%. I'm excited. ABV. So I've had two of these. Okay. Not, not today. Oh, but okay. <laughs> I had two of these since you got these before you got here. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucked up right now. <laughs> and it's awesome. Like, there's, there's something about... There's something about their IPAs, in particular, like their, their Surf Wax IPA, which is probably my uh-huh. favorite, favorite beer on earth. Yeah, that's a good one. That have this indescribable magical funkiness to them that I just cannot get out of any other beer. Like I've never had another beer that has the same. There's some kind of backbone of funk uh-huh. that some of their beers have, and I love it so much. And this is definitely full of that as well as some great, almost white winey, yeah, you know, kind of flavors on the back end. Oh my god! As you can see, it is, it is cloudy. Yeah, it's extremely cloudy. Mm. Kind of looks like a, a orange pineapple juice kind of thing. It's less sweet than the surf wax, less juicy, a little drier. How Ooh. is that? It does. It does have that wine thing going on. Mm-hmm. It's like a dry white wine. Yeah, mixed Man. with a juicy citrusy IPA. Juicy, ci- yeah. It's yeah. like almost like a Bellini or something. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I can kind of see that. Oh man, it's so good. And it's one of those two that as you. 
as you drink it, you just kind of enjoy the flavors even more. It's so fucking good, dude. Wow. Yeah, if we got any listeners in Asheville, uh, do yourself a favor. Go by Burial Beer Company. Tell them Dead and Lovely sent you. I hear it's like uh, Willy Wonka. Yeah, it's exactly like that. You go there and, mm-hmm. you know, he sings songs to you. Sometimes you die. Well, people die. Yeah. They have a slave workforce. Uh-huh. And it's all good fun. <laughs> Marilyn Manson makes a creepy video yeah. based on it. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I'm totally on board with this. You like it? Yeah, it's great. It's uh, it's way different than I expected. Yeah. Especially after seeing the color. I expected it to be more citrusy. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's it's really mellow. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And for 8, 8%, it's like you mm-hmm. would never guess. Mm-mm. So good. So what have you been so busy with this week, Steve? Well, uh, I was busy with something that uh, you were also busy with. That's right. I was there. Mm-hmm. I we, remember it as though it was only a meal ago. Yeah, we shot uh, a trailer for the local Grindhouse Grind Out. From the Knox Horror Knox Fest. Horror Film Fest. Yeah. yeah. Um, we shot an interesting little thing. We're probably have it up soon i imagine for everybody to see yeah they'll submit it for the competition then Mm -hmm. after all that then it'll go online we'll post links on the facebook and all that stuff yeah it's a lot of fun for those of you guys who don't know uh every year here at knoxville tennessee the uh, knox horror film fest does this thing called the grindhouse grind out which is where you know your your team is assigned a category Mm mm-hmm and you have to make like a fake Grindhouse trailer. I guess kind yeah. of inspired by like the fake trailers in the middle of you know Grindhouse, the Tarantino, uh, yeah. Rodriguez movie. Mm-hmm. So you make a fake trailer, and we've done this. I think I want to say this is maybe our fifth time. The first time that we did it, this is before you were in the picture. Yeah. Um, the first time we did it, we did a zombie thing because our, our category we drew was um, vol exploitation, meaning like oh. the UT volunteers. Okay. That was the category that we drew. So it was a, uh, a that short. seems like the bottom of the barrel category. Probably was, yeah. yeah. Typically, until you started drawing the numbers, we Apparently. always got like last choice. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was like a zombie flick where, you know, this guy stepped up. He volunteered to be the one to save everybody okay. or whatever. It was a ton of fun filming yeah, that one. Yeah, I bet. Dude, the, the zombie makeup and stuff turned out so good. Yeah. Me and Kate and our friend Brandon were in it. Uh-huh. And honestly, it's like the, the trailer turned out pretty good, but more than anything, dude, just the fucking experience of it was so fun. That's awesome. Except this one part. So because I was wearing like, you know, rags and stuff like mm-hmm. this, I didn't have anywhere to put my wallet and I was running and chasing. I didn't have anywhere to put all my effects. Mm-hmm. So I was carrying around like a little bag with me, right? Uh, a male purse. Yeah. Don't call purse. it a man bag. I was carrying a purse. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was carrying my purse. And I had like my wallet and like a Nintendo DS and like a ton of shit in it. Uh-huh. And we were filming at one of the parking garages, like the Market Square parking garage, okay. you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was supposed to be chasing a dude up these stairs. So I left my, my purse at the bottom of the staircase, oh, no. chased him up, ran all over the roof, came back down. And I'm like, hey, my bag's gone. Yeah. Somebody fucking yoinked it. Some stole homeless it. person got $20 worth of crack that night. Yeah. For all of your stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, at least he would have. Yeah. Because the thing is, is, we looked all over for it. And again, it, it's it's three people dressed as, as flesh-eating zombies. Right. Scouring, looking all over this place, uh-huh. trying to find it. And I like, asked like, the parking attendant, and he couldn't give a fuck less. Yeah. Uh, found it in a trash can, like several oh. floors below. I think that he was like waiting till we left. Because he knew if we oh, okay. saw him, like I'll it, hide it in the trash can. Yeah. I'll leave, then I'll take it. Yeah, and nothing was taken. Okay, well that's good. Yeah, if I would have caught the guy, I would have ate his flesh. Well, of course. What else are you? Gonna you do? got you were in character. Yeah, exactly. I'm a method mm-hmm. zombie actor. 
Yeah, human flesh, yeah. yummy. More brains. More brains. And then the second year that we did it is when we really started having fun with it. Uh, and we did, I, I think the, the category we drew was like Western. Okay. And so that's when we created the Cherokee character. All right. And uh, we did the tra- the fake trailer for Cherokee 2. Okay. Which is funny because there's not a Cherokee 1. There's not one. a Cherokee 1, right. And that was the first year that like we really started messing around with like gore and like kill scenes and mm-hmm. stuff. And that's the first year I got to do soundtrack as well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I got to do this cool, like, fun Western soundtrack and stuff. It was a blast. The whole thing was just so much fun because yeah. it was so bad on purpose, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, it was a blast doing that. That's still maybe the most fun, I think, that we've had doing it. Year after that, what do we get? I think that might have been the found footage one. Oh, okay. Which we also like tried to, to tie into Cherokee, where it was like a found footage movie about some kids that went camping and like awakened the spirit of Cherokee that oh, killed no. them. Oh yeah. no! And it was it was fun. It had some good stuff. That's where like we made those fake intestines. Yeah, it was, had some good deaths and stuff in it. I think I was here for that one. Actually. Were you? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was kind of hard to have fun. With that one, there was a lot going on that day and stuff. Yeah, it was all over the place. Yeah, but it was still pretty cool. And uh, I feel like I'm forgetting one. But then we did the Operation one two years ago. That was good. Dude, and the category there was board game exploitation. So you got, uh, you know, you got to choose a board game and make a horror movie about it. Mm -hmm. So we chose Operation. This is on my YouTube channel, actually. Yeah. You can watch it on there. I've seen it on there. That one was a blast. Mm. Yeah, we chose Operation and kind of the story... Uh, I put together was that there's like these rich people kind of like in hostel I guess uh-huh. that you know pay exorbitant amounts of money to like play real life operations perform operations yeah exactly people, yes. yeah uh, unskilled unlicensed operations wow. and stuff and that one was that so does, fun that does sound like a movie that would have come out in oh, that yeah. time totally hostile and, and other it could work that's, porn. A, that's yeah. the thing about it is like it would be really awesome if that was a full length that was just brutal and fucked up it'd be real awesome if you got the rights from operation yeah. to actually do it <laughs> yeah no kidding right <laughs> that's gonna happen i remember the one that we forgot um i think it was the year before operation we got like uh what was it it was like teen series. I can't remember what it was called, hmm. but it was basically like think Hunger Games, Harry Potter. Oh, okay. Any like teen book series. And that one we were just kind of really all over the place with because yeah. it was like trying to draw from everything. Mm-hmm. It was fun filming it, but it didn't turn out the best. No. But again, the soundtrack stuff is really fun. Yeah. And I've snuck some of that soundtrack into this podcast before too. So. Oh, that's awesome. It was great. Yeah, so this year we got... Sitcom exploitation. Uh, sitcom exploitation. Yeah. We, we drew third. Yeah. So uh, we got basically what we wanted. The pick of the litter. Yeah. What were some of the other categories you were interested in doing? Uh, we were talking about the 90s exploitation. That would have been fun. Lots of neon, you know, do yeah. some maybe Saved by the Bell type of stuff. Right. Uh, or do like late 90s and fucking yeah. goth it out or whatever. Yeah. There was also, um, I believe... Post- uh, post-apocalyptic was yeah, one. Yeah, post-apocalyptic was one we talked about. Yeah, that could be fun. Yeah, yeah. But... Uh, from the beginning, for me, it was sitcom exploitation because I knew it would be funny. Like, yeah, totally. I knew we would all be able to come together and remember every stupid thing from sitcoms and throw yeah. it into a little trailer. We're kind of the perfect age group for yeah, the exactly. sitcom. We kind of grew up in the heyday of the sitcom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think it takes a ton of inspiration from Friends, for sure. Tons. Tons. <laughs> Fucking tons. But uh, it... Yeah, we we threw in a lot of references to all sorts of stupid sitcom tropes. Oh yeah, and 
somehow made it bloody and a horror movie. So yeah, yeah that it was, was cool. fun. Soundtrack was also a ton of fun to do because yeah. I just ripped off the Friends theme really hard, yeah. like as close as I could without like just making it again. Uh-huh. Uh, that was a ton of fun. It was a fun day. I wish we would have had longer to work. Yeah, they did kind of. They upped the date, right? Is it normally a bit later? Yeah, it's, in the... it's usually a bit later, like more into October. Yeah. As we record this, it's like fucking September. I think it was good that we didn't have too many people there. I mean, yeah, we had, we yeah. had three male characters and three female characters. That's perfect sitcom. Pretty perfect sitcom setup. setup, yeah. Yeah, we had initially invited a ton of other people and a bunch of people couldn't make it, but I'm with you. I'm kind of glad because yeah. you know, no sitcom has that many characters on it. Unintentionally all white. Yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah, <laughs> though that is again very nineties sitcom. Very yeah. sitcoms. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Got some good deaths and stuff in there. We didn't make it too brutal because I mean, if it's yeah. going to be a sitcom, it can't be. Yeah, that it would brutal. be. It would be more uh, funny. Yeah. deaths and ha ha ha. I guess I was trying to think of it as like, imagine if the Friends gang ended up in a in a Giallo movie where a black go- exactly. glove killer was like killing them all off one by one. I, I, it, it turned out that way. It, it looks great. Like the the footage that we got looks really good. It's yeah, really definitely. Funny. And it was just fun, man. It was mm-hmm. fun. This is this will mark the second time, I think within like a month on the show that I, I'll apologize for just being a fucking control freak asshole. Why? I don't know. I just get in that mindset. No, you did great. Well, it's the kind of thing where I'm like, I'm not the one holding the camera, so I feel like, uh-huh. who the fuck am I to be making suggestions? But it kind of goes back to that. I guess I'm, I'm good in conversations uh-huh. because I absolutely cannot stand awkward silences right. in anywhere, uh-huh. so I'll just move the conversation somewhere. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that same kind of thing happens when I'm working in a musical context. Mm-hmm. That same kind of thing happens in these kinds of contexts. It's just like, if nothing's happening, I will make it happen. But I feel like a fucking asshole when I do. You shouldn't. It's exhausting. It is exhausting. I mean, that's that's why uh, being a director is is not as easy as people think. I know. It's uh, I mean, first off, you're dealing with personalities. You're asking people to do stuff. You're kind of the one taking charge. Right. You know, you're the one saying, "Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's not do that. Don't like that idea." And of course, you know, that's that's not easy stuff. Yeah. And. Uh, I, I think though for me like you weren't controlling at all like yeah. I have seen some controlling directors <laughs> you seen them in your time yeah you did just fine with hey maybe we should do this alright cool yeah alright good. good I'm glad cause like I always like coming into one of these things I always kind of worry about it I'm like oh god I'm gonna be an asshole today I know it I'm gonna be the one telling mm. people stuff to do and it's I'm totally not the director but. I think when you're doing anything in the entertainment industry everything just has to roll off your back like, right, yeah. Like you just have like if if somebody is being controlling or whatever, it's like, okay. Yeah. That then the product will be the product of that. If it's good, then he should keep doing that. Yeah, exactly. If it's bad, maybe learn some better ways of dealing with it. Exactly. So, yeah, like uh, entertainment it, and it's so it's so it's fake. Yeah. Like it's all fake, yeah. It's weird to be pretending to do something mm-hmm. and to be talking in the background about how you're going to pretend to do it. <laughs> and then everybody's standing around watching a person pretend to do something yeah. that you all just talked about pretending to do. Yeah. And seeing them sometimes do it like completely different than you imagined. Right. It. And then sometimes doing it exactly like you would want it to be. And yeah. Like, yeah. Like it, it's always, I mean, I think, I think, People just don't recognize the entertainment industry. It, it really does require uh, a lot of letting go of your ego. 
Fuck yeah, man. And then also a lot of really holding on to your ego. So yeah. you get a vision in there. No doubt. You can't yeah. just be like watered down. Nobody nobody is, is taking total control. Like every actor is just a, a lump of clay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's got to have a vision. Everybody's got to have something to bring to it. And you, you could be describing what it's like playing in a band or playing in exactly. studio sessions too. Yep. You know, it's like... If you're so completely moldable that you just disappear in everything that you do, yeah, nobody's well, gonna, where's the identity? Yeah, nobody's going to think like, oh, that guy, I want him on, on my record because yeah. he really shines through. Yeah, like you want fucking Nile Rodgers to play rhythm guitar on your funk record because it sounds the goddamn best because yeah. it sounds like Nile Rodgers. Mm-hmm. God, what a motherfucker that guy is. <laughs> you want to talk about like one of the most what underrated. What a motherfucker that guy Dude, is. Dude, you want to talk about like one of the most important figures in music period not like in mm-hmm. guitar yeah you know just one of the most important figures in music period not rogers of course the guitar player for chic mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people know him from that get lucky with daft punk yeah but i mean you can listen to pretty much anything with a funky guitar on it that was you know made from 1970 onwards and it's like that's probably not rogers yeah it's it's nuts it's nuts how much that stuff goes on but yeah, people hire him because he sounds fucking awesome. He sounds like Nile Rodgers. Yeah. It's what you're thinking when you bring him in. We want yeah. Nile Rodgers. Yeah. I'm not just thinking, I want somebody who can play funk guitar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that's, I mean, it's always a clash of egos and a clash of visions and stuff. Sure. I honestly, yesterday went smoother than I've ever seen anything go. Okay, like, good. everybody was cool with everything. Yeah. Everybody had their own ideas about their characters and went through with them, and they all were cool. Yeah, everything fine. was fine because yeah. we all know friends. We all know like yeah, all of those '90s sitcoms. So it's just like I'll be the bumbling guy who's supposed to be smart. Oh, I'll be the girl who wears funky sweaters. Like, yeah, you the know. shopaholic. Exactly. It was fun. Man. Came across really good, I think. And uh, hopefully, hopefully it'll go over well. I don't know if it's possible to like win. With just that subject matter, yeah. I mean, because it, it's a horror thing, so probably yeah, people are going to want more blood horror. and guts. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't matter. I think but people will appreciate it. We've won awards for other stuff in the past too, where it's mm. like, like when we did the Operation trailer, for mm. example. That one, they actually created a new award. Oh yeah, just to give us one. Yeah, it oh, was that's like cool. best adaptation of genre. Oh, yeah. That's what we won, you know? So it wasn't best overall. Hey, but maybe we'll like, win that one again. Yeah, exactly. It's that kind of thing where it's like, okay. <laughs> maybe they'll name it after the team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Iron Swan Award. Yeah. Exactly, man. So we'll see how it goes. But I had a good time. I'm glad that you did, too. It's always yeah, fun it getting great. to do these things. It's always just like a mad rush. And I can't even imagine our director, Ben Gibson, how much editing he's had to do today. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Because I think he... I don't know how many hours worth of footage he got to distill into a three-minute long trailer. I mean, I was just there for five hours and yeah. you guys were still shooting yeah we probably did another yeah. uh four after that yeah. so yeah he probably had a lot to go through <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah it'll be a lot of fun hopefully we'll see how it uh how it turns out and how it goes mm. over with the celebrity judges. i think we should probably do more yeah yeah i mean we're already uh making videos for our youtube that we are we could make ridiculous stupid trailers for our youtube well that's kind of the thing is like yeah there's absolutely nothing to stop us from doing that yeah. i mean we had like no money in what we what yeah, we did it, it, yeah we bought pizza. a couple of pizzas yeah yeah well we bought Lindsay and thomas a bottle of whiskey since they oh, used yeah. their place that was really nice of them but i mean great if place we, if we film at my place i already have whiskey <laughs> so uh, that's true you know it's like yeah there's no reason why we can't do stuff like that yeah. that'd be a lot of fun actually no, yeah. just to be like dead and lovely original trailer mm-hmm. 
hey, trademark Dan Lovely. Yeah. Y'all get no, off. Nobody else make original trailers. Yeah. This is our idea. <laughs> our <Fuck>. idea. <laughs> Speaking of that YouTube channel, I think we got something new coming up. We do. Uh, tomorrow, the day after this airs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, we, we, made a, we made a top 10 movies to watch at Halloween video. Yes, indeed, we yeah. did. And it's, it's not movies that are... Uh, necessarily about Halloween or anything. It's just movies that we watch around Halloween. Yeah, it's not even a matter of like the mm. scariest movies. Yeah. Most of them aren't even like scary. Yeah, I think we had a lot of kids' movies on there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like to me... That's Halloween. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like there's... I watch scary movies all year round, mm-hmm. but there's a certain set that I watch at Halloween Yeah, that don't feel right any other time that I watch them during any right. other time of the year. It's like these are the ones that you watch... Hocus Pocus is not a springtime movie. No, exactly. You watch that at Halloween. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, that'll be up on the YouTube channel. Uh, Do we have that URL yet? Are we still working on that? Still don't have a custom URL. We've applied for it. Okay. uh, Just waiting to hear back from YouTube people. Just waiting to hear back from YouTube, yeah. So, we'll be posting links to that on the Instagram and the Facebook page and stuff. You guys be sure and check that out. seems like the uh, the first full-length video we put up last week, that Conjuring review, yeah. has gotten some good responses and some views yeah. and stuff. Thank you guys so much for checking that stuff out. Uh, this is a really fun venture for us to explore everything on the outer realms of all things horror. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, And in a visual format. Yeah. You can see our stupid faces. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You don't just have to imagine how stupid our faces are. No. You can see them. Most you can of the see time. us drink the beer. Yeah, well, that's the real fun thing. Yeah. Hit yourself in the face with a beer. Yeah. <laughs> I will do that often, I'm sure. <laughs> so, yeah, be sure to go and uh, check that out. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel. Really important. Subscribe to the channel. Oh, yeah. Because the sooner we get a certain amount of subs, the sooner we can monetize the account and start yeah. making some dead and paychecks off of it. Yeah, and we could start making way more interesting videos. Uh, yeah. Because we have a lot of big ideas. Right. But we need the funding to make them happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We need them YouTube dollars yeah, for to real. make it happen. Yeah, so please be sure to go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Again, we'll post links on all of our social media stuff. So you guys go ahead and check that out. You been watching anything good this week? Uh, uh Football. Football. Uh, college football. Yeah. You been watching football. Yeah, been watching football. Did you see the, the UT balls get whipped real good? Uh, I didn't watch much of it. I'm, uh, I didn't grow up. As a fan of the UT Vols, yeah. and in fact, uh, I think it's possible that UT Vol fans are the worst fans <laughs> in all of college football. As they sure are at least the most hopeful and optimistic. Yeah, but just that grow, can't be argued. Growing up around them um, just made me you never want to be a fan of any team. Yeah, and so I'm not. I'm. I love college football. I watch every single game that I can. Yeah, I try to keep watching. The, the games that are closest. Uh-huh. I want to see some drama. I yeah. want to see it get, you know, a, a little wild at the end. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, with, with UT games, it's like, you, you can... <clears throat> I, wrote, I wrote a script about this one time, but basically, uh, I think that the, the primary motivator for University of Tennessee Vols football fans yeah. is that they actually hate the team. <laughs> Deep down, they fucking hate it. They, li- yeah, they just really deeply in their heart hate the University of Tennessee, and so every year they go through the same thing where they're like, "Man, this is gonna be our year." Yeah, this is the year, man. This is the one. Yeah, nineteen ninety eight, more like two thousand eighteen. <laughs> and then one quarter into the game, 
But they were fire at coach. Man, that new coach ain't no good. Yeah, it's that coach. Man, we get all these big recruits, and these coaches can't win with them. Yeah. And then by game two, they're like, well, we ain't never winning another damn game again. <laughs> Until but, next year. Yeah, like they just love complaining about is it. Is it like a toxic relationship? Yes. Like a toxic, it's abusive exactly relationship? Like yeah. It really is. I remember, because like, I remember the national championship in 1998, yeah. and I remember that year as they were winning every single game, still hearing people being like, they're to fire at Phil Fulmer. They ain't <laughs> never going to get us nowhere. Shit. Uh, also, I would... People love having thing. something to complain about, dude. They do. Yeah. This was the thing I loved the most, because growing up, I knew a ton of racist UT Vol fans. <laughs> oh, shit. And so Peyton Manning was there four-year starter he was amazing okay he's one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game for sure never won a national championship though uh-huh. the year after he left t martin became the quarterback oh yeah now, t uh-huh. martin was a black fellow uh-huh and so of course all the racist ut fans are like, at quarterback we ain't he never gonna nowhere. win no games with a black quarterback there's already <laughs> there was just this Jesus. week a uh, school superintendent like got fired because he was talking about how black quarterbacks can't make quick decisions and seriously stuff. yeah like holy people shit people really believe that for some reason being black makes you incapable of being uh, an intelligent quarterback specifically quarterback quarterback there's a anything certain, there's else, certain kind anything of, else they can play there's a certain kind of breeding build a quarterback exactly you know that's what, what I mean. that's the bullshit that's thing they say retarded. and so that year t martin as quarterback won the national championship yeah and so I, they shut their fucking it, mouths or what no of course they didn't <laughs> they didn't shut their fucking mouths ever but the thing was that it was like like for me, it was like bittersweet because yeah. I got to watch them be all like, "I told you so," yeah. but you didn't. All you said all year was how they were terrible and they should fire everybody. Yeah. And then you win a national championship and you're like, "Yeah, of course we did." Duh. NAACP's giving him them touchdowns. <laughs> That's what it is. He's entitled. Yeah. I got to have. I got them affirmative action touchdowns yeah. happening. I think it might be true of all fans, though. I think maybe yeah. fans of every team are like that. I, I mean, just grew up around. A, as an outsider uh, from from sports for you know the vast majority of my life, uh-huh. uh, I can only report from the outside, and I could agree with that. It seems mm-hmm. like everybody that I know that is super into a sports team. I mean, they just fucking love the brand. They mm-hmm. love the team and all that stuff. Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, the lineup and stuff, of course, is constantly changing and all that yeah. jazz. And they win some and they lose some. And people seem to like the team just as much when they're losing as when they win. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. I don't understand it personally. It's it's irrational. I don't... Um, like, when I'm watching a game, I don't tend to support either team. I just want to see a good game. But it really irks me when there's like a blown call yeah. or like a bad call and the team that benefits from it, you see their fans like applauding and stuff. And it's like they know that what just happened is against the spirit of the game, but they don't give a shit because it benefits them. Right. Yeah. Trump voters. <laughs> like, but enough about Trump. Voters, exactly. Right? Like, I, I just hate no that. Shit. I hate that pack mindset. I hate that tribalistic, like that thing. About our humans. colors are better than your colors. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. It's just colors. Like the teams change constantly. Yeah, it's not the same team actually. Yeah, yeah. 
I hate the way that humans are is basically what this <laughs> sums up as. I hate the way humans are. Yeah, that pretty yeah. much sums it up. That's it. <laughs> I've been so busy with everything. I've not really had time to watch much much anything, yeah, honestly. Like, yeah, it's, it's like even with watching football, I'm still working. Yeah, 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 exactly. I've been working on a lot of stuff for gigs and YouTube stuff and all that. I watched a few episodes of the first season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Awesome. Do you like it? Not really. Oh, man. Like I'm kind of... I'm kind of disappointed in myself that I don't really yeah, love it. Be disappointed in yourself. Keep watching it. See if you like it. If you don't, don't watch it. Also, I was gonna say is you know it, it's season one. There's plenty of shows where like yeah. like the first season of Parks and Rec I didn't like at all. That first season of Parks and Rec was too much like The Office. Exactly for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I'm always willing to give a show a all right. I'll get through the first yeah. season. See if they get their legs on because obviously yeah. like. I love Andy Samberg. Like He's great. Anything involving Lonely Island, mm -hmm. I just fucking love. And we were talking about this before we went on the air. When the fuck are they doing another album? Incredibad came out like 10 years ago. Um, I will always mention when we talk about Lonely Island that I was an extra in Popstar. That's never true. Never Stop, Never Stopping. I still haven't seen it. Well, don't look for me. All right. Because <laughs> I won't find you? All you're going to see is my back in the dark. Sick. But I know it's me. Dude, I know that back anyway. <laughs> yeah. I can spot that back in a lineup. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Lonely Island's great. Terry Crews, he's awesome in it. Andre Brower is so yeah. good. Um, God, everybody's great in that. So Chelsea Peretti's so awesome. I think it just after season one. He does. I okay. think the season one kind of sets up their formulas because it's a formulaic yeah. show for sure. sure. Season one kind of sets up their formulas, and then season two, like, you start really getting into the callback jokes and, like, how okay. they establish their rapport. It's really funny. And once um, Jason Manzoukas shows up, oh, is anytime he Jason Manzoukas shows up in a show, it gets a good immediately yeah. better. Yeah, so far it's like, it's been enjoyable, but I've not, I don't mm. think I've laughed, I don't think I've lolled yeah. at anything. But it's been like, okay, this is, this is fine. Mm -hmm. I'll put this on. Kate likes it, so it's like... Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, put this on. I'll, I'll fucking practice guitar, mm -hmm. learn these songs, and it's on, but I don't really care much. Yeah, I think, honestly, <laughs> once if you do get into it, once you get into it, it's like every line is perfect. Okay, cool. Like, you could just... Because Emily and I pulled this quote, especially stuff that, uh, that Andre Brower says, the really deadpan way he says everything, but okay. like sometimes says the most ridiculous things. Because he has a dog named Cheddar. And one time they lose his dog and bring him another dog. And he says, this isn't cheddar. This is some comet bitch. <laughs> Pretty cold. It's just, yeah. That's it's awesome. just this cute little dog he calls Aww, a common, common bitch. bitch. It's awesome. Well, I'll keep going on through it. Yeah, give it a shot. If you don't like it, hey, man. Go fuck more, yourself. There's other stuff in the world. It's you true. don't have to like everything. Now, Steve, the main topic of our show today is going to be one Bubba Hotep from Bubba Hotep. 2002, mm -hmm. which is a movie about an aging Elvis. Maybe. Maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, who's living in a nursing home that goes on a, a wild adventure. But I think one of the largest, heaviest themes through the movie is the process of aging. Yes, it is. And time just basically dethroning all. Man, this movie... Is real depressing. It's pretty fucking depressing. I, I don't think say. it would be if you're young. I think if you're young, you're just like, ha ha ha, it's funny old man stuff. But yeah. if you are getting older, yeah. you start to be like, oh God. I'm that, closer I'm... to that than I'm farther away yep. from it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so here in the in the preview palace yeah. segment of the show, before we get into our review, I just want to spend a little bit of time here talking with our, our dead and lovely listeners 
about getting old and getting old. stuff that nobody told me about getting older. Now, I, for the record, at the time of this recording, I am aged 34. I am 30 and 7. 30 and 7. 3 mm. and 7. Uh, so we're not like super old, but no. I'm definitely not in my 20s anymore. Yeah, dude. I'm starting to feel differences for sure. Yeah. Just within the past year or so there are sure, things yeah. that changed totally. it's crazy yeah and it's one of those things where in my head and I, I talked to a lot of other people that are older than me about this and they all confirm the same thing in my head I'm like I have not changed since I was like 23 yeah that's how I feel yeah like 23 is about where I am like 21 yeah. I was still pretty green but I think by the time I was like 23, 24 mm-hmm. I think I was where I am now and I swear I'm still that age yeah and then that all changes whenever we hang out with like maybe Kate's nieces and stuff. You have like no idea what they're talking about. Well, and two, I'm just like, my God, they're so young and they don't know shit. They've not done fucking anything. I know. They've not done anything. Like when I hang out with a 23 year old, I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely not 23. It really makes you, cause like when you're young and you hear like a 19 year old's dating a 30 something year old, you're like, eh, love's blind or whatever. But yeah. when you get into those 30s, oh you're like, oh my God, that's a weird. child. You're weird. That is yeah. odd. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That might be the most mature 19 year old in the world, which is probably about like a 24 year old. Yeah, exactly. And that's still weird. And that's still weird. Yeah. It's funny, man. The stuff that happens whenever you start getting older and the stuff that nobody just really ever yeah tells you about yeah i think maybe they talked about it but it just goes over your head because i remember because like we were talking about how suddenly you got millions of nose hairs and ear hairs dude the nose hair and ear hair thing yeah this is something that nobody prepared me for and i'll tell you this yeah. i remember when i was probably about i bet i was 21 or 22 uh-huh and uh i was over at my mom's for christmas it, in my stocking, there was a nose and ear hair trimmer. Okay. One of those, like, mm-hmm. rechargeable ones. Yeah, I've gotten one of those for, for Christmas as well. And, dude, the thing is, is, like, I looked at it, and I was like, what the yeah. fuck is Why? this? What is this for? Yeah, who needs Trimming this? Trimming my sideburns? I don't know. Like, what, yeah, it's what definitely is not for? for fucking me, that's for sure. Yeah. I literally gave it away. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not fucking using this. Yeah. And nowadays, for? I'm like, God, I really wish I would have kept that thing. I I bought one. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. is it good? Yeah, I, I mean, should get one. Yeah, it gets it. I mean, uh, you got to get a good one because some yeah. of those nose hair trimmers, boy, I'll tell you what, they'll scrape up the inside of your nose. And if you're God. a guy like me who gets nosebleeds, Oof. don't you do don't it. want that, man. Yeah, but I, I got a pretty good one. The nose hair situation is crazy, and it's more often than not I wake up in the morning and I look in the mirror and I'm like, well, there's one just uh, like six inches out of my nose. Yeah. And then what do you do? You yank on that thing. And you can feel it, like, in your brain. Oh, Jesus it's God, It's so dude. far back there. I don't understand. Because, like, I'll pluck out a stray, like, you know, uh-huh. like, a hair in the middle of my fucking face and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, like I'm that. getting those, like, crazy. Like, yeah. my <laughs> my eyebrows, if I don't keep my, my beard trimmed, my eyebrows grow into, grow into the beard? my beard. Yeah. Dude, you should just rock that. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, and, and you yank on those things. And it's like you said, it's like they're fucking rooted to your skull. Yeah. yeah. And that, like every nerve in your fucking face. Like I bust out into tears and I sneeze yeah. hysterically. <laughs> oh my God. That's one of my fears too, is I don't know where I get this fear from, yeah. but I fear having, you know, some, some, uh, what are those called? Tweezers? The, tweezers. Yeah. There you go. Having tweezers in my nose. It making me need to sneeze. Me sneezing and the tweezers <laughs> going into my brain. I have a, a 
serious fear about that. Hey so man, like any time that happens, you're off the hook. Yeah. Anytime my <laughs> wife That's true. Anytime because my, my wife, she plucks everything and she's one of them pluckers. Okay. She will see it from like across a room. She'll be like, No, let sir. me handle that. Yeah. Um, and I have a rule with her that she has to first try with her fingers. Okay. Because I don't I just don't want to stick tweezers up my nose. Metal into this. I wanna do it. Dude, and I'll, let me ask you this. Let me let me gauge this off of here. Have you started getting the white nose hairs? Yes. Do they not hurt ten times? They more? hurt more. They're, they're why the s- fuck? They're so painful. I also get white uh, eyebrow. I'm not thinking I've got any in my eyebrow. I got them in my goatee, and of course, all in my hair. But they gr- they'll like be so super long, and then when my wife will pull it, it really does feel like somebody's like ripping out an eyebrow ring or something. It's just like, where is that attached? Why to? is that happening? And is for that some reason, bone? Yeah, like <laughs> cartilage. What did you just pull out? They seem like they're like five times thicker than a regular yeah. hair, and I don't understand it's why. Crazy. Same with like the ear hairs and stuff, dude. The hairs that grow out of your ear yeah. when you're like an over thirty dude, mm-hmm. they'll grow to like four feet long. Yep. Or like you'll you'll <laughs> you'll feel one and you'll pull that bastard out, and again, it feels like it's attached to your brain. Uh-huh. And you look at it, and it's like that was like three and a half inches long. Yeah. It's like curb feelers yeah. on like an old Cadillac or something, you know? It's yeah. like, it's letting me know that I'm about to like lean my head against the door frame or something. It's like, oh no, I'm about to touch it. Yeah. What the fuck? I don't know, man. Intelligent design, know. my ass. Like, what's the purpose of that? What is the purpose of that? I like, I think that if there were intelligent design, yeah. the intelligence that designed it was an asshole. <laughs> he clearly never lived a lifetime on Earth. Yeah. I'll tell you that. What a dickhead. <laughs> you know what? That is pretty rational when you get down to yeah. it. this thought that this omnipotent creator, who had never lived a day in his life as a normal human <laughs> yeah. being, just creates us and is like, this should be good enough. Yeah, that should do. Pretty cocky, God. I, w- I won't uh, make your spine able to hold yourself up for your entire life. You're <laughs> yeah. going to start hunching. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. when you start off, you're not going to be able to hold your head up. Yeah, that's... Like that too. Why? Why would you need to do that? Maybe you need to breathe and swallow food through the same tube. Yeah. <laughs> that couldn't end badly, could Maybe it? Maybe you pee and ejaculate out of the same area. <laughs> that's not weird, is not it? Not weird at all. <laughs> yeah, the hair thing is, is definitely... Mm. Definitely very, very strange. I'm also getting a lot of grays. I'm okay yeah, with that. Yeah, but you that. got a lot of hair. I do. I, yeah, I'm not going to go bald. My my dad has a full head of gray hair. My yeah. grandfather has a full head of gray hair. Tight. And to be honest with you, I don't think... I I don't understand the guys that dye their hair when no, it starts turning gray. No, I think it looks cool. Looks great. Yeah, I've got a handful myself, and I'm like, sick, dude. Yeah, sweet. And I, I definitely... I think I've grown a half inch of forehead. I don't think the hair's going away. <laughs> I think my forehead's growing. <laughs> But that's that's a family trait. Like my, you know, again, my grandfather and stuff. He had a a, a full head of hair when mm-hmm. he was like seventy and died. Yeah. Um, but a lot of forehead. Yeah. So I don't know. I definitely don't have as much as I used to. Yeah. But I don't care, dude. <laughs> Fuck it. It's like I'm I'm in my mid thirties. I think it's a badge have a lot of honor after a certain. Mo- like I made it out of my twenties, well into my thirties. Yeah. Like there. I, I mean, this isn't fully a joke, but it is a little bit. Yeah. There are kids I went to high school with who are dead. Like, <laughs> I feel like kind of an asshole if you're like, oh, I have a few grays. Shit. Yeah. I got a few grays. They're dead. They're dead. Like, we're in prison. I'm, I'm still going. Yeah. yeah. I'm fine with that. I'd like to I'd like to raise a toast to those two. Let's yeah. give this another beer scenario. What now, we got here? These are from the private estate uh-huh. of one Roger Dean Miller. Mean RDM. Dean. The mean notorious Dean. RDM. 
our dead and lovely listener Roger, who gave us a ton of beers. Let me tell you, ago. Mean Dean. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. This is the uh, V Fudge. Yeah, I'm with excited for Olive this. Olive and Sinclair by uh-huh. uh, Bearded Iris Brewery out of Nashville. Do you like Bearded Iris a good bit? Now this is an Imperial Oatmeal Stout uh-huh. that says it's brewed with cho- chocolate, lactose, and vanilla. Uh, we don't venture into stouts and stuff no, very much on this show, so well, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. It's getting into that season where you enjoy exactly a heavier uh, a heavier weight beer. I think though this this is in relation to getting older. Yeah, this is like a meal. <laughs> yeah, Once exactly. you get old and you you have a stout, you're like I'm done for the day. Yeah, like, exactly. That's my that's my food scenario. I'm pouring this into a glass and it looks like. I think about a 10W5 yeah, motor oil. I was going to say this. It's black. This looks like Hershey's syrup. Yeah. Very oh, little man. very little foam, very little carbonation. Yeah. Just toasty toast, that thing. Whew. This is 9.5 ABV. Yeah, it is. So this is um, pretty hardcore stuff. How's that treating you? Ooh, buddy. It smells great. Yeah. That is good. I like a stout a lot. Ooh. That is good. Yeah. Like, my thing with stouts is that a lot of times, like, have you ever had um, New Belgium 1554? Mm-hmm. It's musty tasting. Yeah. Like, it tastes like what a cellar smells like. Yeah. And I do not like that yeah. musty <laughs> kind of thing uh-huh. that a lot of those darker stouts and stuff have. Um, this is nicely balanced. I think all the chocolate and vanilla flavors mm-hmm. really balance that out. Yeah, it does. The aftertaste is very much like chocolate milk. It really is. Yeah. Like it's you can almost really taste the like lactose. it's almost like you're drinking YooHoo because it's not thick like chocolate milk, but it tastes kind of like chocolate milk. But it still has a little bit of that. I mean, it has a little bit of that mustiness to it because it it's a stout. Yeah, I think that's from the oatmeal and stuff, mm-hmm. basically. But man, that's nice. Like I feel I like I, you, you know, what the aftertaste is like. It's like the aftertaste of eating a really great dark chocolate bar. Yeah, yeah, it does. It kind of has that like. It feels like it's melting on your tongue totally. as it's going away, just yeah. like chocolate. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like a little bittersweet. It's good stuff. I'm on board with that. Also, yeah. I cannot believe that is 9.5%. For real. That's, That's fucked it, up. It does taste like dessert. It doesn't taste like beer. No, I can't believe that. That's really good. Thanks, RDM, man. Yeah. You have hooked us up once again. That's really, really good. I've had many of the Bearded Iris um, IPAs and stuff, of course. Yeah. And they are a thing. Of yeah, glory. we've tried a number of them on the on the show. Oh yeah. And so this is the first like stout of theirs that I've they're had. They're brewing pretty good. They do good stuff yeah. over there, man. They do good stuff. That's really nice. Yeah, it is. Okay, so one thing that definitely changes. Speaking of beer, uh-huh. as you get older, uh, the frequency and brutality of those hangovers are the worst. My fucking god, dude. Dude, in like, it didn't used to do this to me as much as like a teen and. Yeah. I didn't drink in my 20s because I was Mormon. Oh, yeah. Uh, but as a teen... Trust me, you were invincible. You could have done it like a champ in your 20s. I know. That's I really missed out. Yeah. <laughs> I missed out on so many things because I was Mormon. <laughs> Damn it. Um, but that thing where like now if I have a bit too much to drink, I'll only get three hours of sleep. Oh, you don't sleep good? Yeah. Really? It fucks up my sleep terribly. I, I, it doesn't affect my sleep. It usually makes me fall to sleep. Uh-huh. Um, but I think it's not usually good because I, I still yeah. feel like... Even, even on a day where I'm not like hungover, like, yeah. I still don't feel like I got a good night's rest yeah. if I got decently buzzed. Just wake up tired and 
Like I, the, the thing that sometimes will happen is because I'll only get about three hours of sleep is I wake up still drunk. Oh, and that's the worst. That's a highly unpleasant oh, scenario. Oh God, that's only Nobody happened to me to. a few times. Yeah, and uh, it's not it's not fantastic. How's it How's it work on that belly of yours? Not good. Yeah, not good. Carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. Beer belly. Yeah. I'll tell you what. That's that's a thing. I've got uh, I've got one. You working I've been, on it? I've been I've been keeping this. What? In in preserving it in <laughs> working order. Um. Yeah. It's I like. You do start to think like, uh, yeah, I want to drink, but what do I want to feel like tomorrow? <laughs> I know, right? Well, and you know the thing is too with me. Tell me if it's this way with you. I remember days of it being like nine o'clock mm-hmm. at night and being like sick, dude. Like, let's stay up and fucking drink and watch yep. like two or three movies. Awesome. And that was in a very Dickensian, the best of times. Yeah. But nowadays, I'm like, if I'm like, I really need to watch this movie or whatever, or I really want to see this, I can't really drink. Yeah. I fall asleep. Yeah. I fucking fall asleep, dude. It's yeah. not good. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's good, actually, but... Maybe. Yeah. But, like, I fucking fall asleep the minute that I start yeah. getting buzzed. And the, the hangovers are unearned. Like, yeah. that's the thing that really gets me, is, like, sometimes... You know where it's like if you've been to a party or you just had, you know, you just raged at home or whatever, yeah. and you wake up the next morning, you're like, wow, I feel like shit. I definitely earned that. Yeah. That's one thing. But when you wake up in the morning and you're like, what the fuck? I, I had one drink. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you're like, I had two beers last night. What the fuck is this shit? Dude. Your body is just like, fuck you. Yeah. It's why, the worst. Why were you ingesting poison? Yeah, exactly asshole but then you know you'll do it again like two days later no no effect yeah it's russian roulette with fucking i drinking. think as we in a, in maybe like 10 years that'll just be every time you drink it's <laughs> yeah. just like fuck it's our body letting us know what's what coming gonna, yeah, yeah what's gonna happen <laughs> you know what i mean i'm cool with this now but you give me a few years what's your hangover symptoms Dude, I get a lot of stomach issues. Yeah, you like, throw, do, you, do you ever yak? You throw up? Yeah. No. Well, I I I never used to throw up, but I, recently, yeah? in the past maybe five years, my body has just decided, like, you know what? The least uh, bit of feeling of nausea, and I am throwing everything Seriously. outside. Just like if I if I Ugh. sometimes. If I have a hangover and I like bend over to pick up my dog's poop or something, you get that like waft oh, God. Of, of that horrendous dog poop smell. <laughs> yeah. And I will just immediately puke. <laughs> just like Bleh! fight or flight. Yeah. Like, yeah. Get this out. Yeah. My body's like, I'm not dealing with that. No. no. Get it out of here. Jesus. Yeah, that sucks. I, I still am like vomit free, vomit free since 93. Like yeah. I still, I still hate, as I've said before. I hate throwing up more than I hate ISIS. <laughs> I still maintain that. And actually now I've practiced a lot, so I might be better at not throwing up than ever. Yeah. So I, do you get that, the headaches and shit too? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, yeah, that's not my issue. My issue is normally just like head fog yeah, and, and stomach issues. Yeah. The foggy head and yeah. like overwhelming nausea mm-hmm. is my problem. I think I don't really get headaches because headaches usually because of de- dehydration. Right. And... Mostly, if I'm drinking, it's it's soda and vodka. So I'm getting a good bit of, of liquid sodium. throughout the night. Yeah. yeah, and sodium is in the in the club soda. Oh, helps right, out right. Too, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like 
headaches. I yeah, I haven't had one in a while. Yeah, that sucks. I just want to earn worst. it, dude. It's like yeah. if I'm gonna feel like shit, I want to have thrown down for real. Yeah, and have like crazy photographs oh. <laughs> and shit, like fun stuff to post. On I stuff. don't remember. You won't that. believe what happened. Yeah, blah, blah, exactly. Blah. But it's like you won't believe what happened when I sat on the couch, drank two beers, and watched movies, and woke up the next day <laughs> feeling like shit. Like it's so not fun, man. I like. I don't know because my uncle Sam. I had an uncle Sam. <laughs> oh, he, he wants you. He did. Um, he would drink. A twelve pack of beer every day. He might have been an alcoholic, Steve. I think. I think maybe <laughs> he did die of liver failure. Well, that you know. <laughs> but yeah. the thing that I'm saying about this is that he did that every day. That's he was, insane. He was in his late forties, early fifties, and still doing that, and not waking up with a hangover. Also, didn't have a beer gut. That's the thing that pisses me off. Yeah. When I see people that I know like drink so much beer and I'm like, where's the fucking gut, dude? It's I take it. I, like, <laughs> it's passed those, off. Those calories. Are, <laughs> it's like the footprints poem. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was carrying you. I was, car- I was carrying your calories. <laughs> that sucks, man. Yeah, that, that blows my mind to see. God, 12 beers. That's a lot of liquid. It is. It is. Many ounces of liquid. You drank Milwaukee's best. The, oh, he's a beast man. Yeah, huh? he drank it at Milwaukee's best. He yeah. might have been the beast master. <laughs> he may have been. <laughs> um, what else is going on well, how with about the, the age? How about the way that your taste... Let's just kind of cover mm. food in yeah, general. Because okay. this is kind of a broader topic. Now, yeah. myself, this, this has not afflicted me, but I know a lot of my buddies and stuff complain about not being able to eat like spicy stuff at all anymore. Oh, well, I mean... There are consequences for it, but I do. I spice everything. Yeah. Like I. Coming in hot. I, yeah, I need hot sauce or, or red pepper flake or just something to, to. Some zazz. To put a little spice on it. But yeah, I will get the. Get the bubble gut the next get day. Get the bubble guts. Yeah. Yeah. Did, it depends it, on the thing. Honestly, it, cayenne is the worst. Really? Yeah. But like sriracha doesn't cause me any real So problem. was it that way when you were younger too? Nope. Okay, well, so you're younger. younger I, could, is I, could just, I I literally would drink uh, Tabasco Jesus. at like parties. So like, hey, look at this! Look how crazy I am! Yeah, finally twenty three. <laughs> you know, <laughs> made it Tabasco. <laughs> but now, yeah, like that has if, I, if me. a little bit of Tabasco touched my lips, I'd probably be like, oh, sh- I gotta go to the bathroom. Really? Yeah, man, that that is not a knock on wood. That has not affected me. Yeah, um, you're lucky. Yeah, it's I think so. Because it seems like a lot of us that is not the yeah. case, and even like our taste in food and stuff oh, changes yeah. drastically as you get older. Because you you lose uh, taste buds as you age, right? But it, it's like your brain gets more refined at recognizing the tastes. Sure, and like things like you know that you would eat as a kid that would be like super sugary and stuff. Oh, man, when you put dude. it in your mouth as an adult, you're like, how? What? How? Yeah. How would you eat that? Like, when was the last time you drank Coke without liquor in it? Oh, never. And if I do, it's Diet Coke. And even then, like, it's like drinking I battery prefer acid. more liquor. Than yeah. That, than oh, yeah. Coke. Same. Yeah. Like, the only time I really drink Coke is whenever there's, yeah, rum or whiskey involved. Yeah. And it's, as you said, more, more booze than it is Coke. Yeah. But sometime recently, what was it? Oh, yeah. It was the day that I was like, I was in the studio. I was getting like a caffeine headache, you know? Uh-huh. I was like, I just need something with caffeine. There was like a regular Coke in there. 
And I had that, and I was like, good God, like, the way it fucking burns your throat and stuff. <laughs> it is. It's very acidic. And it is the most sugary shit. It is. It's like... In the world. 45 grams of sugar in, like, a 12-ounce Coke. I think that's more than, like, a Civil War soldier ate Ever. an entire year. Yeah. <laughs> an entire lifetime, you know? When he died at the age of 24, he hadn't had that much sugar. I, I start And he to, lived to the ripe age of 24. I do start to get... Because I, I remember... Uh, uh, an older lady I knew when I was a Mormon, she once said uh, out loud, and I was shocked and appalled, that carrots are too sweet. Good God. And now I'm getting to that point where I think I yeah. might get it. I might get what she was saying. You know, like, I, I've gotten to where, like, even if you go to, like, a hibachi kind of place. Oh, yeah. Those sweet those carrots, carrots are too it's just sweet. Too sweet for me, They're man. Too sweet for sure. Yeah, push them off. To I the used side. to love those because there was a place uh, where we went to college. Yeah, Walter State Community College. Oh yeah, there was a hibachi place nearby. We'd go sometimes. Yeah, and those, I still those, hit that after work. Sometimes. Those carrots, uh, I used to love them. Yeah. And now if I have them, I'm just like, no, no. I maintain that place has got the boss teriyaki sauce. Do they? Dude, it's fucking great because it's not super sugary. It's like way more soy and garlic. I tend and to not like hibachi stuff at all, really. Really? Yeah, I used to board. like it a lot, and that's yeah. the thing. Like, I think now, like, the flavors just don't combine right for me. Hmm. I don't. It doesn't taste right. Yeah. And teriyaki sauce, I think, is too sweet. I think. Oh, like, most of it is. I yeah. agree. I agree. Ninety percent of the time, most yeah. all teriyaki is. There's is good though. Yeah. Okay. And the thing is too is like whenever you were a kid, like okay. I remember being a kid mm-hmm. and just being like, hey, I just had dinner, but I also want to eat, like, I used to take, like, a fucking pint glass and fill it with ice cream. Jesus. And just eat all this ice cream and then just be fine. And it's like, anytime I consume that much sugar, again, even like that day in the studio where I yeah. drank a Coke, it's like a hundred and fucking, what, 40 calories yeah. or something like that? A ton of sugar. Yeah. And I felt like fucking shit. Yeah, afterwards. you crash almost immediately. Yeah, that right. That's that's the thing that's crazy is the way that like your body processes sugar. Like, you get up and then you just fucking crash yeah. immediately, and you feel awful, <laughs> terrible. Like, when's the last time you ate a dessert on your own? Um, it's awful yeah. afterwards. And, and my wife and her family—they're all big dessert people. Ooh. I, growing up, didn't eat dessert like really much. Yeah. Like my, my grandmother would sometimes make like a chocolate pie or something, but sure. normally we'd just have the meal. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how you eat a meal and dessert. I don't. I don't either. I think those I are two separate things. I think you eat a meal, you walk around for an hour or something, maybe yeah. you stop and get some gelato or something like that. Totally, yeah. I'm not eating a piece of cake after I just had no. like a, a plate of pasta and i'll tell you this too man anytime there is a dessert present it must be in the nearby vicinity of a cup of coffee or espresso yeah must yeah that's a real old person thing right dude it makes shit so much better like a a fucking slice of like key lime pie with an espresso or something oh really holy shit key lime pie and espresso i like fucking awesome chocolate with espresso is a perfect compliment but key lime pie all right i'll try it I'm on deck, man. I'm very on deck. I'm a huge. See, that's the thing is I'm becoming because like growing up, chocolate was my thing. Okay, see, I was never like a chocolate guy. Oh, I loved it, and I I discovered dark chocolate when I was real young. It was just Hershey's special dark. Sure, nothing fancy. Well, it did say special. 
Yeah. And you're like, it I'm, was a, special. I'm a special boy. But like, I remember being like, what? This is amazing. I feel so mature and sophisticated. Yeah. And now I do like, if it's milk chocolate, I'm not interested. Like, no. cause it's Ugh. just too sweet. Yeah, exactly. But I, I'm getting to the point now where I prefer something like key lime pie. I prefer something like refreshing tart. and yeah. light and tart after a meal instead of like just heavy and chocolatey brown. Just argh. yeah, dude. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah, that sugar and like carbohydrates and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I used to live on pasta. Like yeah. I, I literally yeah, used to eat pasta. Yeah. I would say. In a month, I probably would eat pasta probably at least 26 of those days. Yeah. I was a borderline Italian. Yep. <laughs> and nowadays... You do, you do make it a pizza. I'm making a pizza. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like anymore, even on the, the rare time that I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to have a big bowl of pasta. Right. It's like I fall asleep immediately afterwards. Yeah. I, when I do have pasta, I just have a little bit of pasta. I try it now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll... Because, like... I, you always see the way they plate pasta at, like, fancy restaurants, and it's, like, just a tiny little nest of pasta. Yeah, you you want, like, triple that, of course. Yeah, you would want yeah. triple that, for sure. But now I've I've discovered, nope, I want that tiny nest of pasta. Yeah. And, and I want more meat and vegetables exactly. than sauce, because that sauce is going to give me some reflux, because I'm old. <laughs> do, you, do you get the indigestion and I stuff? I do get indigestion. Oh, from, mostly just from tomato stuff. And, and it's really only... Because, like... If I go somewhere like Wise Guys in, in Knoxville, yeah. where they use San Marzano tomatoes, yeah, yeah. those are real good. They're not acidic. Yeah. If, if it's not acidic, no problem. But if it's like the yeah. cheap shit acidic tomatoes, like I'll just keep burping it up for I an hour I can relate to that, actually, because like I've noticed that... Okay, it usually doesn't affect me unless... like Let's say it's a night where I have like a gig or a rehearsal or something mm-hmm. like that, and I get home like 10 or 11, and I'm like, yeah. I have to eat something... If I make something with the red sauce, with the marinara, uh-huh. yeah, I'll definitely get some, like, oh, yeah. I'm sitting up in the middle of the night because I feel like I'm about to throw up in my neck. Dude. <laughs> you know? But if it's earlier in the day, it's fine. But no no yeah. more late night spaghetti for me. I think they did. Too bad. They did try to prepare us for this by, yeah. like, teaching us to eat right and stuff. I guess it, I don't know if they did that at homeschool. Well, dude, fucking bullshit. When we were growing up, the food pyramid, it was like the base was carbs. Yeah. Because America and sugar a, was on there. Yeah, because America had a fucking giant surplus of wheat. Yeah. But, like, they they tried to teach us, like, you're going to want to eat light, and, and you're going to want to exercise every day. And when you're, like, in your teens and 20s, you're like, why? I feel great all yeah, the time. Yeah, I look time. gorgeous. Fuck it. Yeah, I'm Skinny. automatically more attractive. Yeah. Then you got to look. It's like the people that made this pyramid were probably, like... Mid thirties or forties. Yeah, they were the people who really. <laughs> they go, no, be, really, you really yeah, need no, to you fucking guys exercise think about stuff. it for sure, yeah. man. Yeah, I know what you mean, man. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny like, the, the way that your taste and stuff change. I've talked about how you used to be like the pickiest eater, and oh yeah, now I'm definitely oh, much man. less so. I appreciate food more now than I did as a child. Oh, absolutely. For sure, or so. as even in my twenties, because like yeah, I I remember eating stuff in college that was just like a mess of spices and stuff that I put together. Oh, like, yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Where totally. now if I ate it, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, but then it was just hour. like, oh, it's just food. You put it in your hole. <laughs> yeah, it was cheap. I got it. Yeah. Even my beer taste and stuff has changed a lot. Oh, like, yeah. I remember some of the first beers that I really liked were like Belgians and stuff. Like oh, yeah. Belgian, like triples and uh-huh. doubles and stuff like that. Uh, like Le Fin du Monde. Yeah. Uh, Three Philosophers. Yeah. 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 Stuff like that. And it's like, I, it, it hit me probably about four or so years ago where it's like again i can't drink one of those beers and not fall asleep 
because they usually come in like the bars. They come in the big ones, you know. Yeah. And it's like, man, that much alcohol and uh-huh. that much sugar, yeah. and probably the carbs and stuff yeah. in there, I fucking fall asleep. It's like, I I just can't do them anymore. No. And that's when I start drinking other stuff. Yeah. So, speaking of uh, our bodies revolting against us. <laughs> Tell me. Uh, I feel sore all the time. Okay, so you've started, you yeah. started getting this soreness. Yeah, I mean, okay, so I have two herniated discs in my neck, which Fuck. I've had since... Uh, my mid twenties, yeah, um, and so I've dealt with that, and, and through physical therapy and stuff, have gotten past that. Well, that's why you should have had that rib removed so you can you suck, suck my dick. dick. Yeah, that's how I herniated the disc. So yeah. I was like, I gotta get down there. It's like if Manson can do and it. My dick was like, No, you can't get me. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> you're like, Oh, my discs. Oh, herni. <laughs> um, but like. So that's not my problem. Yeah. My problem is just oldness. Like Oh, the age. Yeah, like yeah. I will do something uh let's say sex. I'll do sex. Do a sex. And then the next morning when I wake up, I'm like, my thighs. <laughs> yeah, I thought dude, I've definitely <laughs> had that. Like, definitely I, had that. I yeah. Can't just like it's it's um I'm not to the point yet where it's like is my heart healthy enough for sex, <laughs> but I'm to the point where it's like do I want to feel sore tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> Have the bang over? Yeah, <laughs> bang over. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking funny. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like I I've not started getting the stiffness and soreness and yeah. stuff yet. Like uh well Kate has complained of that, but at the, at, at the time of this recording, she works like an office job. So she's like sitting in a desk chair all day. My and wife stuff. lifts fatties and wipes butts. Ugh. She's sore all the time. Fuck all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like Kate sits in an office all day and stuff. So yeah, she says she wakes up sore and stuff. Not that that stopped her from getting killed real good on screen for our trailer uh-huh. and stuff. But she was know, kicking it, kicking it, kicking yeah. it, kicking that bucket. But myself, it hasn't started hitting me yet. Like the only things that I've started really noticing more of are like, okay, I'm one of them them sleep curlers. Yeah, me too. I'll get in that fetal position when I yep. sleep. And I've noticed especially like my, my elbows. Mm-hmm. Like if I sleep with like my arms yep. curved in like this too much, uh-huh. I'll definitely wake up. And, and for me, the scariest thing is like if I sleep with my arms above my head, yeah. they'll, they'll be asleep in the morning. Old man like, solution. Like I just had a stroke. You Old know? man solution for Tell you. Me. You got to get a body pillow. Body pillow. Or a large, a large stuffed animal. Yeah. So that you're doing this all night instead of this. That's the, okay. That's kind of so kind of straight arm. Yeah. That, well, that's the thing because like if you do that without something, it's yeah. very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's strange. It's like yeah. you're holding on to nothing. Yeah, that's usually what I end up doing is like if if I'm going in for the good old fashioned, I'm the big spoon. Mm-hmm. I'll stretch that straight arm out under underneath my wife's pillow. Hey yo, that works good for me, mm-hmm. and it keeps that arm straightened out. It's also scary too because I, I know a couple of different guitar players. That have had like actual um, nerve damage. Yeah, nerve damage. Yeah, yeah. From I sleep, started from to, having the arms curved too. Yeah. You can get that for fucking holding a cell phone too much. Yes, you can. Yeah. Which it, yeah. I, I have. I have it's definitely your, your tried to avoid. Nerve, it, exactly. It That's exactly it. By like just too Again, tightly. Intelligent clenching design, and, my fucking dick. Yeah, dude. seriously. Everything's so fucking fragile. It really is. Yeah, it's the worst, and we're nowhere near old. No, not, it's, not like we're just starting old. to realize yeah. that age does this to you i'm seeing around the corner it doesn't look good yeah like i don't know if i want to go around this corner i remember like when i was in my um you know in my 20s and stuff playing in heavy metal bands all the time even yeah. the next day and rocking stuff. out yeah after after a night of headbanging and stuff like my neck and stuff would be yeah. so sore and it's like thankfully you know pretty much all through my entire 30s like i've not played 
metal most of the time. Like I've done yeah. some, some Whitechapel tours and stuff uh, and Unearth, but it's like most of the time I've not been playing stuff that requires going completely apeshit on stage. Yeah. Man, it's great. Can I'll you tell you. Like, there are people that do that well into their... Dude, their... fucking like Dillinger Escape Plan. Yeah. Flipped the fuck out for like 20 years on stage. How? All of those see, guys' shit has to be fucked. You see any videos of them playing and it's like... What, like... How like, can you survive doing like, that for a month? Exactly. It's like you're doing CrossFit for an hour and a half on stage. Yes, like, while playing the most technical music like, yeah, ever. like somehow. <laughs> doing CrossFit. Keeping That's exactly. extremely complex rhythms going, yeah. Yeah, Dillinger Escape Plan is doing CrossFit on stage. It's ridiculous. That's exactly it, yeah. man. This beer, by the way, is like growing on me. I think the more that I get the yeah. IPA taste out of my mouth. Yeah, it, it's... Uh, it's got bitterness to it. Yeah. I didn't taste that at first, but it yeah, is, me too. Is, it's got a good bit of bitterness. I'm digging it. What about, uh, I just want to, I just want to talk about a few more things here uh, before we get into the movie, but I'll tell you one thing that has not changed with me mm-hmm. is the desire to have children still don't want them. Man, I'll tell you what has changed with me. Okay. See, I know a lot of other friends and stuff of mine who are like, <laughs> who are like me where they're like, I'm going to be Peter Pan forever and never have kids. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, they hit, like, 30, and they're like, you know what? Start a family. Uh, opposite for me. Uh, I, throughout my 20s, was like, yeah, kids. That sounds great. Okay, yeah. And then as I've gotten older, and my wife and I, we get into our rhythms, mm-hmm. and, like, it's just like, God, that would be such a complication. <laughs> it would be, it Dude, would change I everything. I know. And I like how my life is going. Dude, and the thing is, is... Uh, that that's exactly it. Yeah, you you totally get in that rhythm yeah. and the thought of it changing. Like I know it's selfish. I'm oh, not, like, I'm not claiming that I'm doing it for humanity. No. It's for me and my oh, wife. Me too. Absolutely. So, dude, it's like I get fucking pissed off enough whenever there's like, God damn, iMovie updated. Fuck. <laughs> you know, it's like seriously that just the tiniest goddamn things. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, everything's changing. Yeah, exactly. And it's like I know that anybody listening that has had kids, or especially if you've had kids unexpectedly. Or listening to this and going, man, what a bunch of fucking children. Of course. I know. We are, yeah. I know. We're fine with it. That's what we're saying to yeah. you out loud. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> I'm fucking fine with it. Yeah, me too. You know, I I, I didn't want to have kids. Yeah. Still don't want to have kids. My like, wife is terrified. She's going to reach like 30, uh, sorry, like fucking 48 and yeah. be like, oh my God, I need to have a kid. Yeah, my wife sometimes has those pangs of like, oh, maybe we should have a kid now. So, yeah, yeah. you know, what if we can't when we're older? Right, right. But then right. she also has those moments where she's like, "You know what I like doing? Coming home from my job at eight in the morning and saying to my husband, let 'Let's drink.'" Dude, I'm telling you, and I don't, me being like, "Cool, yeah, that's fine." I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before or not, but like, um, sometime within the past year or so, I think it was earlier this year actually, we had ourselves a good old fashioned pregnancy scare. Woo, buddy! I don't know if I talked about it on the show. Mm, I we talked about we it. Talked I don't know if we talked it. about it on the show. But we had a moment where we were like, "Holy fuck!" Like we might have just made a kid Mm -hmm. and um you know watching that fucking pregnancy test window that's the longest fucking 45 seconds of your life i'll tell you that (laughs) error three minutes or however long it is it felt like fucking eight years uh and you know afterwards when it was negative the funny thing is you still don't know for sure well at that point do you i mean it's not a hundred percent it's not a hundred percent if unless you have like a blood test or something right but like the funny thing is, is once you're on the other side of that, and you're like, "Oh my God, we're not pregnant," then what you do is you look at each other and you go, 
are you glad that we were not pregnant? Yeah, you got to do that thing. And we were both like, fuck, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That and, is so perfect. Yeah, and then I went and got fajitas, and we drank tequila all night. Awesome. And I think watched Star Wars or something. Yeah. And it was the best. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so nothing like having it actually land in your lap and prove to be false. Yeah. Uh, than to make you reaffirm the fact that you don't want children. I'm just yeah. too. I'm just too fucking. Selfish. I think my wife is constantly reaffirmed by because she has this fear because yeah. she has to take uh, medicine for depression and yeah, stuff, yeah. and not everybody agrees on how that affects a fetus. And then also, oh, she, right. she has uh, uh, what do you call that? The the pussy plug. A oh, marina? Yeah. She has one of those? <laughs> Pussy plug, it's called. Yeah, yeah. you can if It's very rare, but you could still get pregnant on that, and she's worried, like, how the marina would affect the baby. And so it's like right. she has these scares, like, regularly, yeah. where she's just like, oh, crap, am I pregnant? And then she'll yeah, take yeah. a pregnancy test, and it, it, it's almost like it reaffirms it for her every time, like, good, I didn't want that to happen. Exa- yeah, that's <laughs> the thing, right? It reaffirms yeah. that you did not want that to yeah. happen. Plus, too, it's like, man, at this point... Even even if I woke up tomorrow and I was like, you know what? I think I'd like a son. Oh. It's like, dude, there's no way in First fucking off, hell. You chose the inferior child. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Daughter. Sure. Way My better. God. But it's also it's like there's no way in fucking hell I could afford to have a kid. No, we there's, couldn't. We talked about this, I think, on no, the Return of the Living Dead episode. It's at like all. you can't. No. Like I absolutely cannot like, afford to have a kid. Even even with insurance, you're looking at thousands of dollars of bills. Yeah, exactly. and that's just to get the kid fucking here. And then and bills then and here? bills and bills. My God, dude. And they want food. Yeah, you got to feed these things, apparently. Jeez. Yeah. Don't do it after midnight, though, I hear. Yeah, they multiply. They multiply. That's how you get like twins. Like Bebe's kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bebe's kids. <laughs> <laughs> but it... I, I just can't. I just can't imagine. Like, if I decided to have a kid and we went through with it, that kid would have like the shittiest childhood. Ugh. I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, but Peanut that, butter sandwiches for lunch. And I'm dinner. not trying to convince Terrible. you of anything, but I grew up extremely poor. I grew it's up not poor. bad. It's not that I, bad. I say extremely poor. Not that, that's not true. I grew up poor. Yeah, not extremely poor. Right, right, right. Um, it's not. But once you you get older and you're like, like, what did I miss? Uh. You know, having a big TV in my room. I mean, so. that sucks, dude. I mean, <laughs> I, like, I got the experience of watching a black and white television until I was 10. Like, I guess. That's interesting. That's different. That's different than people that I grew up with. So I have a different perspective. Yeah. It's cool. But I would rather have had money. I would rather, I would rather not have sometimes not known where I lived. Okay, like, right. Like, sometimes being like, okay, I've been staying at this house for a few weeks, but I know I don't live here. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's funny you mentioned that too about growing up poor and stuff. It's like one thing that I can definitely say has changed with age is the way that I deal with, um, let's just say maybe like bad hands that have been dealt to me. Yeah. Because I realize, because I'm I'm very 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 happy with where I'm in life. Yeah, me too. Extremely content, and I realized it's all that, up from here. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely. But it's like I realized that without all the times that somebody dicked me over, yeah, or all the times that somebody didn't screw me up, or I make the wrong decision, or mm-hmm. whatever, I wouldn't be exactly where I am. Yeah, you know what I mean. So even like old grudges and stuff that I used to have, like. Well, I mean, you know, just like, for instance, I don't really get along with my dad. I haven't right. for I a pretty know. long time. Yeah. 
Um, but in the long run, it's like I'm thankful for how badly that went because I wouldn't be here now doing yeah. what I do if not for that. that I mean, that you always know? irritated me to hear that from religious people. But uh-huh. to hear it from non-religious people is a positive, I think. Because sure. religious people are thinking, oh, the Lord shaped all these things to make me the person I am today. Right. But what we're saying is, I like the person I am today, so I wouldn't change the things that happened to get me to this point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. So I think that's definitely a big thing that I think has changed with me, whereas in my younger days, I would just be hot-headed and yeah. full of piss and vinegar. Me too. I was, oh my God, it was the worst. Why don't you, uh, why don't you close us out of the segment with that realization you had about... Oh man, okay. You so, talked to me about this earlier. It's pretty cool. Um, uh, yeah, I was talking to my wife this morning. Uh... I may have been a little stoned. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I'm 37. Okay. I was born in 1981. 81. I thought of this. I'm 37 years from 1981 right now. Yeah. 37 years backwards from 1981. It's 1944. Okay. Wow. We don't often That doesn't think, seem right. No. We Are you don't, sure the math checks out? It does. <laughs> I'm doing it in my head right now, and it does. That does not it, seem likely. Yeah. Okay, we, so you're, you're saying your lifetime from when you were born to now. Yeah. If you went from when you were born to backwards. Yeah. It, World War II was still is going. World War II time. Yeah. Like. that's That, that can't be right. <laughs> the, civil, the civil rights movement hadn't even happened. God damn. <laughs> like one lifetime ago. Yeah. Women had just started voting like four presidential elections before yeah insane that's to think surreal about. um and so like i'm thinking like so how how has the world changed from 81 to 2018 in the same revolutionary manner it did from 44 to 81 uh, and it hasn't <laughs> i mean people got fat People got fat and we got the internet, <laughs> but everything else is so similar. If you're talking about like, uh, yeah, civil rights and stuff like that, mm-hmm. yeah, nothing is no. really like people. A lot of, of course, conservatives would be like, oh, they're out of control, but they haven't done like Not no, enough. <laughs> nothing has changed in so long. And like, like the future that we all saw in the 40s, like if you go yeah. back and look at what future they were seeing. It was a future where people worked like 20 hours a week, where everything was automated, where there was a a basic universal income given to all people. Yeah. That was the future that they were looking forward to. And we've just regressed. Sure. From that point. We've lost workers' rights. Right. We're all working far more for far less less, than we were doing in the 40s. It's ridiculous to think about how little we've progressed and that there are people who think we've, we're going too fast. <laughs> they think we're changing too quickly. There's still people that have trouble with the gays. Exactly. What? Or there's still people that have trouble with the blacks. Or, yeah, how about that? Yeah. Or uh, the other people. <laughs> like The not us. Yeah, that's exactly how they work. <laughs> like, they're not, they're, this, we were talking about this before, they're not even conservatives, they're regressives. They're regressives, They, they want yeah. to go further back. Like, yeah. They want to make America great again, which I assume means 1890s robber barons controlling <laughs> all the money. and. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, workers' rights, people getting killed in the streets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, city city streets covered in smog pollution and yeah. feces. Children working in factories. Yeah. Yeah. 
all that great stuff. (laughs) You know, just go back to that. Yeah, so it's crazy. Like, (laughs) that's, I mean, it's really insane to me to think from 44 to 81. Yeah, no kidding. That is my age. That's how much things changed in that period. Within your lifetime. Like, imagine how much (sighs) change could happen within a lifetime. Seriously, it's insane. And this isn't even a lifetime. This is like a half a lifetime. Yeah, like, I I got at least five more years to go (laughs) before they. Pull the plug finally. <laughs> Getting old is a funny thing, man. It is. It's 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 you know, again, there's some of these twists and turns that are just like, oh man, this sucks. And then there's other things where I'm like, wow, I really love the fact that I don't have to put a cup of sugar in my coffee. Oh yeah. And I love the fact that Oh yeah, I love a lot of things about being older. For yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's like I love the fact that well, and you know, too, I'll I'll even say this, like going back to the kids thing, mm-hmm. uh, I used to fucking hate kids. Hate them. Right. Hate children. They're not proper people. Right. You know? <laughs> uh, but now it's like as my as my brother had his kid and my uh-huh. uh, my friends start having their kids yeah. and stuff, and I get to see... Oh, yeah. Like, you know, Mitch and Lucy's kid, Remy. Mm-hmm. Remy, That kid's adorable. fucking awesome. Yeah. And it's like, it's so neat to see that, like, Mitch and Lucy, who, you know, Mitch I've known, like, fucking almost my whole life... Mm. And Lucy, I've known for probably at least 10 or 12 years or mm-hmm. something like that. You know, I get to see them start their relationship and, like, make this human that is a blend of them. Yeah. And then start raising them, uh, raising that kid with their own ideals yeah. and creative tendencies and yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's neat. And that's it's something cool that I could appreciate It's cool when you see two people that you know are good people and that make you a good respect person. make a good person. Yeah, That exactly. is really cool. Yeah, and so I think that as a result of that, it's like I've gotten way more okay with kids and stuff. Yeah. You know? Well, and also, too, because if you're our age and you don't like kids, well, then guess what? You lose all your fucking friends. Yeah, because they all got kids. They all got kids. It's gone. <laughs> yeah. I so it's lo- fortunate that I also have kind of grown to like kids. I more. love kids. And, yeah, uh, you do. I you can, do. Play, I can play with kids all day. I They're the best. But I get to go home. And not have kids. Fuck yeah. yeah. That's always been my perspective on it is that kids are absolutely great when you're with them for a few hours. Yeah. Or maybe even an entire day. Yeah. And then you hand them off. Then, yeah. Now you take care of the actual hard part yeah, of exactly. raising a kid, which is the no fun part. Exactly, yeah. man. Meanwhile, I have a Les Paul and it's yeah, fucking sick, exactly. dude. Yeah. Meanwhile, that guitar is like, sick. If, if I want to sleep in, I can. Exactly, dude. <laughs> Getting old's a funny thing, yep. man. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's get on to our main topic today, which Bubba is... Uh, well, is it really the main topic? I don't no, think it is. No, I think... Yeah. But it's what we are talking about, I think the main topic was what we just talked about. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. Please like yeah. and subscribe. Bye. <laughs> We're be talking about Bubba Hotep. I assume this was not the first time that you watched this movie. I assumed it wasn't, but I was wrong. No shit. Yeah, I thought I had seen this movie. I was pretty sure I had seen it on Cinemax back in the day. Okay. And watching it, I was like, no, uh, this is... This is like me with Return of the yeah. Living Dead. Yeah, yeah it's it completely new to me. Um, I huh. didn't know exactly what to expect. I knew it was, you know, that Bruce Campbell was Elvis. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I knew the story probably because I had read synopsis well, People of it talk or about it. This is yeah. one of those movies with like a big cult following it of is. people that just it fucking is. love it. But this, yeah, this is my first time seeing it. This has been one of the most requested movies since we started yeah. the podcast. People I wonder been why. To discover this. People, I mean, there's I'm just. Not, a, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. No, I no. just wonder why that in particular. Yeah, I know. Because it's one of those movies where there is an odd sect of people that just 
really love it. Yeah, and, they really associate with it. Or and I, I'll tell you, like honestly, I think that what can happen a lot of times is people love the idea of something, right? And they convince themselves that yeah, like the, the idea of Bruce Campbell as Elvis and yeah. the idea of a JFK in a black body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those are cool ideas. Fighting an ancient Egyptian yeah. mummy, like yeah. All of that I, sounds I, awesome. Listen, I love that idea. Yeah, that all sounds awesome. Yeah, but I think sometimes people's expectation or, again, love of a concept can mm-hmm. make them blind to the actual thing itself. Yeah. I don't know. What That's did you, for sure. So considering this is your first time watching it, mm-hmm. like, tell me uh, expectation versus what you I ex- got. I expected it to be wacky. I expected it to be wacky weird. Yes, and that was my first time that I watched it, too. I was like, there's I was some wacky weirdness. Wacky. But yeah, the first line lot. of the movie is fucking amazing. Yeah. There, oh, there's so many great lines. And yeah. Bruce Campbell is fucking amazing. Yeah, he is. He, he does an Elvis impression that's not over the top, mm-hmm. which is hard for people to do. Oh, yeah. And he he has that swagger that Elvis had. Totally, he so, does. So, like, yeah, he's perfect to play it. Bruce Campbell's the shit. He's yeah. so good. The first time that I watched this was, I think, when I was in my uh, probably early to mid-20s. Okay. This is another one that old Brandon Suttles, yeah. B. Suttles, showed us. I was like, man, you guys have got to watch this movie. It's got the guy from Evil Dead. Uh-huh. He's Elvis, but he's old and mm-hmm. in a nursing home, and he fights an Egyptian you know, mummy and stuff. And it was like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm with you. It's like yeah. it, I was like, this sounds like this is going to be a real wacky, mm-hmm. fun, ridiculous movie. And you watch it, and it's like it's actually really pretty depressing. It's, it's like depressing. And it's, super dark comedy. It, super dark. It, yeah. And it, I think, like, maybe as a younger person, when you haven't, like, started thinking about your aging, it is just wacky funny. Mm-hmm. But... If you if you've ever had uh, a relative in a retirement home, yes, or even been to one, yeah, yeah, you know immediately it's, it's dark and yeah. not fun. That was my experience the first time I watched it. Even though I was in my twenties, is like I was like, my God, this whole movie's in a nursing home. Yeah, nursing homes. I cannot even explain it. I would rather be dead. Let this serve as my last will and testament. Yeah. I would rather just like die. Yeah. Like crawl under 100%. my house into the crawl space and yeah. just like like a like an old dog that just calls uh-huh. it. It's time for me to go. Yeah, I'd rather do that and live in a nursing home. Mm-hmm. I uh, wish there was a nursing home DNR. Like I have yeah. a, a DNR for for life. Yeah. Like if I reach certain criteria, just let me die. Yep. Uh, like I wish there's like if no one can take care of me and I can't take care of myself, just let me die. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I can't imagine. I cannot imagine. And again, you know, maybe it's one of those things where whenever we get into our 60s or 70s we'll wish we or had 80s, those kids. Oh, fuck, not that. <laughs> but, you know, it's like maybe once you get to that age, then you're like, you know what? You know what's enough for me is just watching how the world goes. Yeah. I mean, the same way it's like, you know, like we talked about before on other episodes, it's like I don't need to fucking go out and party and do all no. this shit. It's like to me, stay it. Staying home and like drinking and watching yeah. a movie and playing guitar, like that's the best. That me. is a great evening. So maybe as we get older, maybe that'll change. And I'll be like, you know what's good enough? Just being there. That's true. I don't know. But to me, right now, yeah. if that was my life, I would fucking want to die. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, see, the thing is, like, my on my side of the family, uh, on my mom's side, that is, 
I didn't really grow up on my dad's side of the family. Yeah. No one uh, goes to a nursing home. Well, you said we you guys all care. lived like damn 100 and stuff yeah. too, right? Yeah, my great-grandmother, she lived uh, into her 90s. She uh, lived alone uh, for all but like the last six months of her life, basically. Yeah. Lived alone wow. in her own home. She then moved in with my grandmother. Yeah, yeah. Um, and wow. then died. Moved in with your grandmother. My grandmother is uh, in her 70s now. Yeah. Uh, she's still kicking just perfectly. My grandfather, he's, he's got some ailments, but sure. he's in his 70s too. It just seems like they'll never die. Yeah. <laughs> but then I have, like, I've had an aunt and an uncle who died young. Um, you know, it's, I had a cousin who died in his 20s. Like, Jeez. That's scary to me. Like, those things that are unexpected are, yeah. are scary. But then when I think about it, God, is that as bad as, becoming a 90 year old and not being able to take care of yourself anymore yeah no. like which is worse well you know the, the thing that the thing that i'm the scared of uh the thing that i'm the scared of <laughs> <laughs> the most i think about aging and stuff is like you know as i am right now like in my mid-30s you know it's like i started off i, I kind of see my career i guess if you want to call yeah. it that starting in my 20s it's like all right playing in bands playing music putting uh-huh. out music and stuff like this and then it's like when i reach my 30s and i was like youtube stuff cool yeah and then the youtube stuff leads to more stuff and it's like i kind of feel like right now i'm like there's still so many more chapters to go yeah i mean with the stuff that we're trying to do with our youtube channel yeah we got like that's exactly how i because like oh, i'm on a second career now like, yeah i went yeah, yeah. from teaching to writing and, and making stuff. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Uh, to me, content. like I, I still feel like I got, I get so much time ahead of me. Like yeah, it exactly. doesn't matter. Like I can, I could switch careers. No big deal. Yeah. Switch careers in my thirties. What a weird choice. But right. Yeah. The, the thing that would terrify me the most is when there's no next. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, like, when the only next is death. Yeah. Like that's the thing you well, think of. And, and that's the thing. And uh, uh, again, this podcast usually does not get this fucking serious, but like, I remember yeah. very clearly, like whenever my, uh, whenever my mom's dad, dad was dying and he had like COPD and like congestive uh-huh. heart failure and all this, all this stuff. It sounds terrible. A lot of ailments and yeah. stuff. Um, and you know, I just, I was probably, God, how old was I then? I don't know. Early twenties, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you know, watching him, where it was like, okay, he's he's gonna be dying soon for sure. Yeah. And I just remember like thinking about him, and it's like at the time, you know, he could pretty much just like sit on the edge of a bed or lay in bed at that point. <sighs> and I'm like, all that he could be thinking about, like, there's no more thinking about like stuff I'm gonna do. Yeah. We're like, man, I can't wait until I get to do this. One day I'm gonna do this. All you do when you're that old and you're just waiting to fucking One day die. I'm gonna die. <laughs> well, yeah, and all, or worse yet, all you do is look back and think about all the stuff you didn't get to do. Oh, like, God, to me, that's yeah. the most punishing thing. That's yeah. the most punishing thing. And I know so many people that will face that reality. Yes, they will. Because somewhere along the lines, they convince themselves that living a, quote, normal life and having an office job and stuff like this and having, quote, steady income yeah. was more important than experiencing life. Yeah. And then whenever they're sitting there and again you know there's no next there's no next yeah it's like it's like when you're reading a book and you're like man these pages are getting thin Uh i'm no longer holding the big portion of the book in my right right hand um and you just know like that's it yeah that that terrifies me the thought the thought of thinking about about all the stuff you didn't do like 
I it's mean, fucked it, up. the things that like, the things that, uh, in my thirties that I think about that it's like, uh, I'm, I'm glad I didn't go to that party or whatever. Cause I just got to hang out with my wife. Yeah. Um, like that would be something someone would regret in the future. Like, Oh, should have gone to more parties. But right. like, for me, it's like. It's it's nice to be able to not go to parties. Like no it's nice no. to be able to not do those things because that's the life that uh, I, I've gotten to live because I have a very supportive wife. Yeah. Like if if you if you can just do the things that you want to do, knowing yeah, maybe in the future you're gonna wish you didn't party so much. Mm-hmm. Maybe sure. But you know what? You'll definitely end up with liver failure. Exactly. <laughs> but you'll know what you'll definitely do if you don't party at all. Wish you had partied. Yeah, right, right. Like you'll wish you had done these things that are fun. Uh huh. Um, and gosh, really, honestly, liver failure, probably terrible. But all ways of dying are terrible. <laughs> they true. all end the same way. You can't <laughs> breathe. Yeah, yeah. You stop Oxygen breathing. Oxygen stops you're going to your muscles. <laughs> and you die. Yeah. Like, I, I just want to, I think fun is so important Absolutely. for not, so that you, when you get to that point in your old age, you look back and go, it was, I was great. Fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was great. Exactly. <laughs> Had a good time. I completely agree, man. Yeah. I, I would just hate to, to look back and think about all the stuff I, I didn't get to do. Yeah. That would be the worst. Hmm. And that's the thing about this movie. I would say kind of the overarching theme that I got, of this movie because uh-huh. it's a very 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 small cast movie yeah i mean essentially like really the main characters are elvis jfk uh-huh. and the soul sucker yeah uh, and then we have we'll the the nurse and yeah. and the the daughter of that that one guy who died and right. then a couple of other old people who just die yeah they don't really have much of a a, a stake in the whole story right but to me the impression that i got out of choosing even just those three central characters, mm-hmm. you know, Elvis, yeah, the king of rock and roll. That's him, right? JFK, who you could think of a president as the king of America, one of the most prestigious <laughs> American yeah. presidents that we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Like him or not, I mean, he's a big, obviously a big name. Yeah, uh, and then any any mummified, like properly entombed and mummified Egyptian, was a high ranking. Yeah, that was somebody who held a high position. High position, yeah. yeah. And ultimately, at the end of it, no matter how much title and stuff you gained in life, ultimately... You die. You get old, and you become a piece of and shit, and you it. die. Yeah, and then you rot. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> that's I think that's the biggest thing that I got out of this movie, is that it doesn't matter if you're the king of rock and roll. Nope. One day, somebody's going to have to rub ointment on your dick. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and even even the 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 soul sucker and stuff, it's like he was probably once formerly some great king or yeah, pharaoh some, or something, you know? Something of import. Yeah, exactly. And then you just end up sucking souls out, out of assholes of just yeah. so you can stay alive. We, Ultimately, like, yeah, time waits for no man. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. And, and like, that is the thing that, like, I, I feel like this movie to me... Is less of a horror movie and more of a tragedy. It is, and yep. and just dealing with, I I would say it it reminds me of some uh, maybe King Lear even where King Lear <laughs> yeah. is an old man yeah, who's yeah, dealing yeah. with the repercussions of his you know his his future and yep and and you got the same with Elvis like he's dealing with the repercussions he's he's not his daughter's not coming to see him 
Yeah. His ex-wife's not coming to see him. Nobody cares. Yep. Well, but but you know the interesting thing is about this too is like what what I have in my notes here um, from late night watching of this is fame slash status outlives the person, mm-hmm. but on the personal level they die like everyone else. Yep. So, you know the 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 image, the glitz, the glamour of yeah. an Elvis or of a JFK right. or of an Egyptian pharaoh. Uh-huh. Like when we think about those those characters, those icons, we just kind of think of them in their prime. Yeah. But man, they fucking died on the toilet, uh huh, like everybody else does. Yeah, or you know? die while riding in their car. Yeah. Oh man. <sighs> Texas is a reason that the, the president is dead. Yeah, God, that sounds um, awesome. It is. Uh, I I really think like it. it the thing that 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 this movie like undercuts is yeah. the idea that your fame will follow you. Exactly. Like. It doesn't matter at that point. No. Like, you don't... You're dying. You're going to get old and nobody will care. Why do you care what everybody thinks about you when you die? All you're thinking about is the fact that you're dying. Like, mm. yeah. None of it None of it matters at that point. Right. The only thing that'll matter is if you feel good about your life. And in this case, Elvis does not. And Bruce... Like you said, Bruce Campbell as Elvis is fucking... He's so good at Awesome. Yeah. He never really delves into a hunk of hunk of, No. You know, like Elvis character. He does say thing. thank you very much one time, but it's, it's yeah. not like, oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Well, he's, and he's like, man, that's heavier than a peanut butter banana sandwich. Like, yeah. That's just funny stuff. Yeah. It's Bruce Campbell stuff. Yeah. And obviously, we love a fucking Bruce Campbell. Oh, absolutely. Like, Bruce Campbell... He just oozes personality. Yeah. Like, just look at his face, and you're like, that looks guy's like a movie interesting. Star. Looks yeah. like a damn movie star. He looks like a damn movie star. Yeah. And he does. And he and, is. And he he just comes in and kills it. Like, he he really does seem to me like he, he just studied the way Elvis talked. Yeah. And just tried to do it low-key. Because everybody Definitely. goes uh, big when they go for Elvis. Yeah. And he just tried to do it low-key, and it comes across great. Well, and part of that, too, I mean, part of that undercutting of his character might even be the fact that maybe it's actually just an Elvis impersonator. Yeah. We're so, not really yeah, sure. Yeah, we should, I guess, like, set up the story here. Basically, there's a guy in uh, a retirement home who claims he is Elvis. Yeah. That he... Uh, got tired of the Elvis life, found a good Elvis impersonator, and switched lives with him. A prince and the pauper situation. Right. And then, which is, which is cool. It's more the king and the pauper. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, and his buddy JFK, who he meets is in the a, nursing home, is a black man who uh, claims that after he was shot, they dyed him black and yeah. put sand in the yeah, hole. Yeah, bag of sand. In a the bag of hole. sand in the hole for his brain. Um, and then, you know, sent him on his way. So we know that both of these guys, they're probably like, it's, he's probably not Elvis. We know that guy's not JFK. Yeah. He's probably not Elvis. Maybe he is. But even when they, but when it doesn't they, matter much. That's something that I think is cool. Is yeah. like whenever those two characters like kind of meet. Yeah. You know, it's like, it would be really easy for either one of those guys to be like, you're fucking full of shit. That's exactly what I think. This neither of them calls bullshit on each other. That's what I think the 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 point of this movie is yeah. is just two old men saying, "Let's just go out on our own terms." 
we're let's going just, out. It doesn't even matter arguing about who's telling yeah. the truth or not. You're JFK. I'm Elvis. Let's go Fine. fight this mummy. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. That's a good point, man. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. It's cool. I mean, I, I, that's that's a cool concept. And at the end, it seems like they both die. But then, for some reason, there's a, yeah. a final card after the, the credits saying that, uh, uh, that Bubba will return. or It's like B- Bubba... Nosferatu. Yeah, yeah. It's and like Elvis will return. In. Elvis will return. Yeah. And this is like starring Sebastian Half, which is the yeah. Elvis impersonator. Yeah. It's very confusing. Very was they confusing. actually gonna make that? I think. Yeah. There, there was talk of it. Um, the director of this, Don Coscarelli. Yeah. Director of a few movies you may have heard of. Which ones? Beastmaster. Oh, the Beastmaster. Uh huh. Yeah. John dies at the end. What nuts about town? And there's a movie some people may have heard of. It's got a little ball. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a little pointy a ball. A very tall man. A very tall man. Okay, yeah. I don't remember what it's called. Uh, fantastic. 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 Probably spelled with a PH. Yeah, with the PH on there. Uh-huh. I think people have been asking us to do that one on Phantasm? the show for a while, too. Yeah, yeah. I, we should. Don Custer. That's a weird fucking It's a movie. weird movie. I he, love it. He's got a real weird... Uh, viewpoint like yeah, the obviously. way his movies come across are very strange yeah and i like it i think it's interesting this but, is based uh, on a book right is yeah but this yeah. is based it's based on a novel by joe lansdale okay um and it 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 reads like a novel like the movie um doesn't have the pacing of a movie as much as the pacing of a novel. It doesn't Yeah, I can I can totally totally see that. Yeah. I can definitely see that cuz again, this is one of those things that's uh, on paper a cool idea. A cool idea. Yeah. And then when it comes to life and you actually sit there and watch it, it's a little slow. It's a little tedious. A little boring. Yeah, cuz ultimately you're dealing with characters that can only shuffle. Yep, they go very slow. Yeah. And are very. Li- I mean, uh, Bruce Campbell spends the first, I think, forty. No, not that long. Maybe first half hour of the movie in, in bed, bed exclusively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's it's not exactly fun to watch. No, just a lot of old people pains. And yeah. And struggles. I think if you were reading it in a book, it would probably come across better. But watching it on a screen is like watching an old person in bed for half an hour, which isn't as fun as. Some people might think <laughs> this movie. I mean, like the final battle, they begin setting up for the final battle with forty minutes left. Yeah, yeah, and it's just it an takes old a while. man slow battle. Yeah, there's even a uh, a rascal scooter involved. There's a rascal scooter. Yeah, uh-huh. it's not exactly thrilling. No, it's not, and uh, there's not like. I also don't ever feel like. I care that this mummy is killing these old people because it's like probably better, probably yeah. better than being in this retirement home. Like, yeah. So well, like for me, it seems that this is more of a representation of death and that these two guys who have these fantastic ideas of themselves come up with a fantastic idea of why old people are dying in a retirement home. Oh, wow. But the idea... It can't possibly be because we're just getting old and dying. Yeah, exactly. They want it to be an adventure. Wow. They want it to be more like, you know, because they're former heroes themselves. They yeah. want it to be... Uh, That's cool. ...an adventure. And so, yeah, they they dream up this mummy. Huh. That's a, that's a pretty cool concept. Yeah, because like 
well, hell, we were fucking stars. We were kings of our field. Yeah. Why would we just die like everybody else? Yeah, we're not just going to die yeah. because of penile cancer. I assume that's what he had. I guess so. Because he keeps saying he has a lump on his pecker. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. That's a cool way of looking at yeah. that. That's would be, cool I mean, but again, that I mean, my problem with this movie is it's it's slow and there's not a lot of action and the horror that you feel is I don't know like it's a terror that you still feel like you can avoid I think we all feel like we can avoid the retirement home right yeah yeah like well that won't happen to me sure so like it's it's hard to get into it and then you're also just kind of depressed by the concept of it yeah and so it's more depressing than scary definitely yeah but i would also say that it's like also more comedic than scary too yeah it's a yeah, very there's a lot of black comedy in here. yeah just like real dark i remember the first time that i watched it like not thinking it was funny at all yeah and this time when i watched it i was like okay yeah like there's actually mm-hmm. some some funny stuff in this movie mostly thanks to bruce campbell it, that guy just can't help but be funny he can't, yeah. He, I mean, he's just charming. He's just naturally very charming, so he comes across great. But I loved also, too, like, the characters of, um, well, even the the recurring, uh, the guys that drive the hearse, they're like the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern <laughs> the of the movie. slapstick humor. Uh, yeah, they are. They're, they're funny, the Rosencrantz man. and Guildenstern of the movie, for sure. Yeah, they have some good stuff. Yeah. When they accidentally drop that body in the bushes and uh-huh. try to like, play it off man. cool and stuff, they're good. The nurse... Mm-hmm. I swear I recognized him something. Then I looked at IMDb and I was like, I haven't seen any of this. She was stuff. on Rock. I don't know if you ever watched. I never watched that rock. show. Okay. No. Thirty Rock. Nope. <laughs> Single Rock. Single Rock. The Rock. R O C Rock. No, I never saw that. Mm, okay. Uh, but she was she was great. She had some really funny stuff. Yeah. That that part where um, yeah, his his uh, Elvis's roommate that died when his daughter comes uh-huh. to get his stuff, and there's that line about like she bent over. Oh god! And her yeah. like showing me her her panties wasn't. How is it that he fucking says it? I didn't write that down, but that that really is a good line. Where yeah, it's just where it's like, like she you, wasn't trying to be flirty nope. or wasn't an accident she just either. Doesn't even care if you see it. Yeah, she sees me as so non-threatening that it doesn't even matter. Like the way doesn't that it's phrased is matter. fucking hilarious. Yeah, there are a lot of really. He has a lot of great lines, and I wrote down a lot of stuff because it's just like, uh, so many lines that. I guess really make the movie like his performance and his lines make the movie. I think that's what without people Bruce love Campbell. about the movie. Yeah, like yeah. I think I really do think without Bruce Campbell, like nobody would have watched this movie. No, why would it? Yeah, exactly. I really do think that like he if Tom Jane saw. had played Elvis, <sighs> nobody would watch. No, this. <laughs> nobody would care. And uh, that being said, he does fucking carry it. He does great. Yeah, he and I love the dude that plays JFK too. Yeah, he's great. He's hilarious. He is. And really, he really he really like tries to keep that JFK dignity the whole time and like yeah. comes across very funny. I think one of my favorite things about the movie is how the soul sucker, who again is this ghost of this Egyptian pharaoh, right. mummy, whatever, um, is actually just like a fucking foul mouthed dickhead. Yeah. He <laughs> he says he says, uh, why don't you go suck the dog dick of Anubis or something yeah, at one point? Yeah, I, I think I misquoted that at the end of last week's episode. Uh-huh. And then he, he does the graffiti on the bathroom stall that says, Cleopatra does the nasty. Does the nasty, yeah. yeah. Which, again, kind of goes to show you. It's like you think about, oh, Tutankhamun and fucking Ramses mm-hmm. Third and all yeah. these ancient pharaohs. We see their beautiful busts and they, uh-huh. they seem immortal in their death masks right. and stuff. 
but it's like ultimately they yeah. were probably just shitheads like the rest oh, of us. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the same way that the King of Rock fucking had died on the toilet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like prob- probably this ancient Egyptian pharaoh, whoever, was probably just a dickhead like the rest yeah. of us and said stuff like Cleopatra does the nasty. Oh, yeah. I like that he's a shithead. Like, yeah. it would be easy for them to make him this, like, omnipotent fucking maleficent character. Yeah, his he's, background we get briefly when yeah. Bruce Campbell basically reads his thoughts. Which, What's that? That's never... That seems what? to be, to me, the biggest indication that he doesn't even exist. That, that oh. Elvis just comes up with... Oh, it's it's a mummy, and he was this person. Yeah, yeah. But basically, he did something and then got mummified while still alive, just like in the mummy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then cursed. They put they put a, a curse on his uh, sarcophagus. Yeah. And when it opened, that released him from the curse. Right. So, uh, Elvis comes up with just the basic, uh, like. He basically just picked a time, like uh, ancient Egypt, and then like he was like a guy from ancient Egypt that uh, I guess got mummified alive. And, yeah, and got sense. a curse on him, and that's why he's killing everybody. That's what's coming for me. I'm not just dying like a regular old yeah, person. Yeah, not just dying. And that kind of makes sense too when you factor in the aesthetic of this, you know, mummy. Yeah, because he, he's it's not like even a, remotely ancient Egyptian. No, he's wearing like a cowboy hat type of yeah, thing. Cowboy boots too. Yeah. You know, it's like he's decked out in, like, Southwestern wear. Yeah. Which makes no sense. I mean, because well, if the idea was, as it showed, that there was this bus transporting this uh, sarcophagus, mm-hmm. and it crashed off this bridge, and then the mummy was freed. Yeah. He wasn't fucking buried in cowboy boots. <laughs> That's for sure. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm not an Egyptologist, but... Yeah, that would kind of make more sense. There was a cowboy sense. boot period in ancient oh, yeah? Egypt. Yeah, yeah, the 14th dynasty. <laughs> that was the Austinian period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Houstonians. Yep. <laughs> so I do like that. And I will say, I think the, the design of the Soul Sucker is pretty cool. Yeah, it looks good. I like uh, when they show them in the hallways with like the flashing lights and yeah. stuff. Looks good. Yeah, I and they do, they do very well of basically keeping him in the dark because i'm sure if you see him in the light it probably looks a little campy but the dark looks cool uh there's not a ton of special effects in this movie no Uh, there aren't the scarab yeah kind of our first special kind of crappy too looks pretty fucking crappy yeah it just looks like a rubber yeah so we drag it by string yep yeah not a lot of articulation no i was surprised when it showed the close-ups and like the little head thing pops Mm -hmm. out I was surprised by that. Yeah. I like that Elvis uh, fights with karate and so forth. Yes, he does. Well, Pretty he tries. Quality. I mean, he. that's the thing is that, like, he he's so weak. He's so, like, old and decrepit that, like, the final battle doesn't read as real to me. Yeah. Which, again, is why I think it just didn't happen. But, like, it like just that. doesn't seem... It, it seems like this mummy... With all his fancy uh, schmancy powers, yeah, could easily beat this guy who can't stand up without a walker. You should think, right? Yeah, yeah, you should think. You know, and and that's um that's kind of one of the things about this that that I think is another big kind of meaning of this movie. You're talking about him using a walker and stuff. Yeah, is that whenever the movie starts, again, the first thirty minutes is Bruce Campbell in the bed. Yeah, and the first time we see JFK, he's like asleep, face down on the floor. Uh huh. And by the end of it, they're like fucking mounted up and mobilizing, and they have yeah. you know like um, 
Elvis is out walking around the grounds and like uh-huh. cussing out that nurse for no reason. Well, I mean, I I get it. Uh, it is a weird thing that happens, but when you get to a certain age and everybody starts talking down to you. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I get that a lot of old people, you know, are probably real dumb. But some old people aren't dumb. Yeah. <laughs> when you're talking down to them, they're just like, just imagine someone talking down to you. Yeah. That's what they're the seeing up. through their eyes. Yeah, like, right. Why is this happening to me? Right. And what, what threshold did I cross that now everybody, when they talk to me, talks to me like I'm a child? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that, that'd be very frustrating. But one thing that I get out of this and, you know, like at the first of the movie, um, you know, Elvis says, he says, is there anything to life other than food, sex, and shit? Is there? Right. And that's that's when he's still laid up in the bed and stuff. But yeah. then once he kind of comes across this whole mummy uh-huh. scenario and he's trying to get to the bottom of when how these people are dying and stuff, that's when he's up, he's walking around. Yeah, he starts around, getting moving. energy. Yeah, he has exactly. a purpose. Yeah, and JFK is the yes. same way. And also, the soul sucker is the same way. The uh-huh. soul sucker needs life in order to have life. Right. And something that I see out of this is how a a sense of purpose, a sense of adventure yeah. in itself gives you life. Because, yes. again, I see a lot of old people, like I was so depressingly talking about earlier, who are at that end stage where there's no more adventure. Yeah. And guess what? You just fucking want to curl up and die. Yeah, because there's nothing, there's nothing to there's look nothing. forward to. Yeah, exa- exactly. But but now that these guys have found, oh man, there's this fucking mummy and it's killing people and yeah. we need to get to the bottom of this. It gives we can them fix life this. again. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And he again, starts just, putting on his own pecker cream. Yeah. And th- that's the same as the soul sucker. It's like as he's gaining life, he's also gaining strength and power and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that's a, a big message. Of yeah. This movie is that yeah, like you said, a sense of purpose, a sense of yeah. Adventure. We can't just you don't life. just lock people away because you don't want to think about death. Like right, they they still want to do stuff. They're still people. They still have minds. They still want to do stuff. Like yeah, and your mind just starts rotting when you put around people who are, say yeah have dementia. Sure, uh, and and you're dealing with people who are just outside of reality. And even like you know, in all of those retirement homes, there are bound to be 20, 30 people who are still very lucid. Sure. But they're yeah. surrounded by people who aren't. Right. And your brain just starts to turn to mush because you're not interacting with anybody. You're not getting reality. Yeah. Uh, there's got to be a better way. I should think so. I should think, man. What do you think about the soundtrack of the flick? Oh, it was fun. It's good. Music's fun. Yeah. You know what I like about it is like you go the whole movie, and Expecting then you realize, Elvis. well, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, and then you realize there was no actual Elvis. No music Elvis in there. Uh. In there, because like there was no budget for this movie. Yeah, it's a very small budget. It it, it a million dollars is what's reported. Probably a little bit lower. Than I thought like, I think it was lower. I want yeah. to say the thing that I read was like 500,000. Yeah. Like nothing. Yeah. You never know with budgets. Like, nah, you can never really tell. But uh, yeah, just barely any money. Uh, most of it probably going to the talent. Yeah, I'm sure. And yeah. yeah, like you, you would expect then that this would look worse. <laughs> like, are it you? Good. Ex- yeah, yeah, it looks good. It It's well acted, well played. The, 
adaptation from novel to screenplay isn't the best, I would assume. Because I don't know anything about the novel. So I can't speak about the novel, but I can say that when a screenplay doesn't uh, fit that three-act format very well, where you get, you know, your first your first act is about your first uh, 20 minutes or so, then your second act is the bulk of the middle of the movie, and then your third act is about the last 20 minutes. Yeah. When you don't get that, um, it... I don't, I don't know, like, I think we're just accustomed to that pacing to the point where seeing something different, uh, it can be interesting, a complete a different sort of way of showing it, say, like, Pulp Fiction, or I guess some people love Inception, I don't, but, yeah. like, movies that sort of break up that 3X structure, but mostly what it does is if you don't stick to that, people kind of get bored. Yeah. Like, because they expect things to hit at certain points, and this movie misses that a lot. Yeah, there, there's sort of a, an unspoken rule of rhythm of what mm-hmm. you expect in a movie. Yeah. And I think a lot of people aren't even aware of it, but when it's not there... Yeah, you, you know, you, you know can it. tell. You'll be like, I don't like this for some reason. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And that's that's kind of how this movie falls. And mm-hmm. it, again, it's, it's mainly just because of the subject matter. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't have anything that fast-paced happen in a nursing home full of old people yeah you just can't this is impossible yeah so the pacing of this movie is definitely kind of a problem mm-hmm. like i it was again one of those ones where i i'd been watching it for a while and you know i got up to like get a drink or use the bathroom or something and like i hit pause and i'm like fuck i still have like an hour of yeah this. that kept happening to me too and it's not that long it's only yeah it's, it's like, like an, an hour 30 hour 30 and it feels like two hours for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I don't really know what they could have done yeah. to hack this no, down. It, it's other true than, to the spirit of what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I can't say that they could have made this into a short film. No. You know? Yeah. And I, I can't say that they could have ramped it up with more action and intrigue. Yeah. Like, it pretty much is what it is. Yeah. It's it's probably the perfect form of, of this what movie. What it could be. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's odd. It's definitely mm-hmm. not a straight horror movie. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not a straight comedy. A comedy. No. No. It's it's not also somewhere in the middle like Evil Dead Two. No. It's also got some pretty fucking dark, depressing. Yeah. Themes of yeah, like you said, aging and stuff throughout the movie too. Yeah. So it's almost got some kind of drama. I don't know. It's like maybe maybe. Maybe ultimately what this is is this is a a take on aging and death and dying yeah handled through the prism of being darkly humorous and horrific cuz like we said it's like horror is such a great way to analyze so many other issues in yeah, life it is maybe that this is ultimately just like i said it's actually just a story about getting old mm-hmm. that was framed in such a way that it would grab fans of dark comedy and horror and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think the story is probably a bit more complicated than a single genre for sure. And, and yeah. it's hard, it's hard to nail it down. Um, what do you think of it? I mean, is this being the first time that you watched it? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I liked it. Yeah. Like I, I liked it watching it the first time. I was like, Oh, this is really interesting. I ended up watching it three times and, 
Wow. Uh, each time it's it seemed slower. Okay, yeah, I would each imagine. Each time it, it seemed harder to get through. But it does address... I mean, not a lot of movies really address death. They just have death. Mm-hmm. And, and death is just something that happens in, like, no time. Right. Like, an axe goes into your head and, well, obviously, you're dead now. Yeah. You wouldn't be writhing on the floor and spurting up blood for... <laughs> Still alive for another hour. Yeah. Like, right. Uh, and th- this movie... It addresses and addresses old age, and I think those are important things. Like uh, some other horror movies have done that. Taking of Deborah Logan, Late Phases of the Moon. Uh, but those movies have more action. Yeah, they have right. more going on. This this movie's um, a bit too slow for me. Love Bruce Campbell. Uh, love what he does with it. It's well shot, well acted. Yeah. It's it's the best that it could be. I, I think, think. That that's a very fair mm-hmm. assessment. Yeah, but that doesn't make it great. No, uh-uh. <laughs> like, uh, like you could be the best little league shortstop, but <laughs> the Orioles you, aren't calling you up in to the fucking big leagues. Yeah, yeah. Um, best little league shortstop. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, this is. I mean, this is a middle of the road type of movie for me. Maybe uh, a little, a little less. Than yeah. a autopsy of Jane Doe, I'm gonna say a four and a half. Yeah, you know I I can't disagree with any of that. Yeah, yeah. Bruce does an amazing job. It's incredible what they did on such a small budget. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I keep going back to what you just said. It's the best version of what it could have been. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of these movies that we review where I'm like, man, this wasn't very good. It should have had this. It should yeah. have had this. It should have had so this. many like small fixes would have made this a great movie. Yeah. yeah. And there's other movies where we've been like, this would just be better as a short. This right. isn't an idea that's entertaining enough to be a full length movie. But if it was 30 minutes, I'd watch it. Mm -hmm. This movie doesn't really fit into that either. No, it couldn't be 30 minutes. No, exactly. Yeah. It's like without the longer format of this movie, you couldn't get the whole thing of, you know, is it really him or is it really not? What's the Mm -hmm. backstory with this Elvis impersonator? All that stuff. Um, I just can't think of anything that would make it better. No, but as it is, it's just, it's worth watching. It is. It's for worth sure. watching once. Yeah. Uh, and maybe watch it with your old PPAP. Yeah, watch with Pet Pep. Yeah. Maybe he'll get a kick out of it. I don't know. Uh, but overall, I would say that it was um, pretty depressing. Mm-hmm. I think that especially as I get older, it's more depressing. More depressing, <laughs> I think, because you know, again, it's like even if tomorrow I became the greatest fucking guitar player on YouTube. Yeah. I'm still going to end up like old and fat and my dick doesn't work. That's what yeah. you that's what you have to look forward to. No matter how much acclaim and success and authority you gain in life, you're going to get old, your dick don't work, mm-hmm. and you get fat and you can't fucking get up to go piss. That ultimately is happening. Oof. That's happening. What a bummer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, even sadder is that that you know my my, my poor old lady wife is gonna have to fuck me. Oh, she has to. And I'm gonna be gross. You know, that's the thing that like, like it, I mean, he he talks about it when uh, the the uh, his roommate's daughter bends over. Yeah, like that's the thing of just becoming a sexual non-entity. Right, right, right. Yeah, where yeah. nobody could imagine having sex with you. Right. Yeah, it's like bending over in front of your dog. Jesus. Yeah. That's sad. Brutal. I mean, like, it's brutal, man. It's real sad. Yeah. yeah. 
So I don't know. I think, like I said, especially as I get older, it gets more depressing. But I can also appreciate the dark humor and stuff in it a bit yeah. more. But overall, am I in a rush to watch it again? No. <laughs> I'll probably like tell other people to watch it and be like, "Man, you should watch this. It's pretty weird." Yeah. It's like I know you've seen Bruce Campbell in Evil Dead and stuff, but have you ever seen him as an aged Elvis fighting an ancient Egyptian mm-hmm. mummy alongside Black JFK? I would love. Now this is this is an idea for a YouTube video. Get it? We scream Bubba Hotep at a retirement home. Oh man, <laughs> what do y'all think about this? <laughs> I I think I like at that age, like, cause like I find everything about myself ridiculous. So like, at that age, if 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 I were an old person in a retirement home and somebody showed me this movie and I had never seen it before, I would find it hilarious. I bet because I would associate with all of the things that they go through. Yeah. Like I'd be like, "Yep, that was just like this morning when I had to get my dick cream put on." Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I like, get oh, this. Man. This is funny. I'm trying to think of other like pairings of what this would be in other time periods where we would have like let's say Michael Jackson and Ronald Reagan. Perhaps that would be a, first know? off. By the way, Bruce Campbell played Ronald Reagan in Fargo oh, season yeah. two. That's right. So we it's get Bruce Campbell off. back to play Ronnie, Ronnie Reagan, and he's a president in this one. Uh huh. And we get Donald Glover to play '70s Michael Jackson. I'm on board. Mm-hmm. What about through the '90s? Who would that be? Somebody in Clinton, Gillian obviously. Jacobs. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen when she was she was she was Perfect. Michael Jackson on an episode of Community and it was like, oh my god, she looks just like Michael Jackson. <laughs> what would be the pairing? I mean, that's the thing is like if we're talking early '90s and like Clinton, then you're still like, yeah, Michael Jackson and Clinton. Mm-hmm. Let's push forward. Who would be alongside W? W. Oh God, who was the, who was the Chad person? Kroger? I don't know. <laughs> Scott Stapp. <laughs> <laughs> that was that era. Yeah. Now the same way we were talking about who this would be the biggest pop. Yeah, I know, right? That time, right? I don't know. In terms of just totally pop, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, I mean, like Britney Spears. I feel like a lot of girls were yeah. on top at that point. Yeah, that's then, true. So maybe Britney Spears, Enrique Brit- Iglesias, and W. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I actually, just want, I actually just want to see Michelle Obama and W in a buddy movie. Cause, like you saw yeah. him give her that candy yes. at John McCain's funeral, like. I don't know what that relationship is, but it seems cute. It and was I'd, I'd watch that. Yeah. I don't know. I really literally would have said to you five years ago, there will never be a worse president than George W. Bush. Oh, my God. I know. And he I will now like a, say to you, I would vote for George W. Bush tomorrow. if it was between him and Trump. Absolutely. Right. Are you fucking kidding me? Without hesitation. No, without hesitation. Wouldn't even like think about There's it. There's no yep, question. George W. Bush, sweet. I'm fucking mashing Let's that button. Let's get that goddamn dummy back in the office. Dude, <laughs> my God. He looks like a fucking philosopher king. He does. <laughs> he really does next to Trump. It's not hard. It's not hard. It's not man. hard. So who would play the the later version alongside of Trump? Would that be like Bruno Mars and Trump? <laughs> <laughs> that would be I an think unlikely it's Taylor pair. Swift and Trump, probably. T Swift and T Trump. T Swift and Trump. All right. Yeah. Rihanna maybe. Whoa, Rihanna. Wait, what are we talking about? Beyonce and Trump. Beyonce, Beyonce and Trump. Trump. Of course, yeah. Queen yeah. Bay versus whatever he is. Did you see where like her former drummer is suing her? Yeah, it says she's uh, extreme, uh, extreme witchcraft. witchcraft. Yeah. No, dude, just that that headline of extreme witchcraft. I want that to be true. It really caught my eye. Me too. I was like, I read it and I was like, 
extreme? What if that is true? Like, because everybody, of course, is immediately thinking, oh, that's crazy. And I'm thinking, like, okay, that might explain it. I know. Because I don't, I like, I'm not saying Beyonce's not extremely talented and a beautiful woman. What's the hype the about? I don't her. understand. It must be extreme witchcraft. People are fucking nuts about they it. They really are. And People, I'm like, I'm, somebody listening right now will beat our asses Absolutely for so. And again, it's like, I listen to that stuff and I'm like, it's fine. It's, Actually, it's, it'll probably be Grayson Hester. <laughs> I know probably. he's a big Grayson, Beyonce come on. fan. <laughs> come on. Yo, he said that show wasn't that good. Though. <gasps> Say what? Yeah, he did. Oh, no. I'm, I'm outing you, Grayson. <laughs> You're outed. <laughs> Yeah, I don't understand. I would love to see that though. Beyonce, Beyonce and Trump, Trump and fighting home. a yeah, fighting a, a I don't know a Dracula. I think they'd be fighting like a a, a ghost of the Taliban. A, oh shit! <laughs> the ghost of Bin Laden. The ghost of Bin Laden comes back. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, neither of them would have been associated with Bin Laden. Though I bet Trump takes credit for Bin Laden being killed. Probably. If it wasn't for me, they would have never got to Bin Laden. I'm so wonderful. I got the best words. Uh, do you think that they don't? Do you think his hair is just ear hair? Like, is it oh, possible that he's just? He's pretty old. Yeah, and his his hair looks like not real. Like obviously, but it doesn't look good enough to be fake. No, it doesn't. So it's so probably real. It could be just combed over ear hairs. Wow, that's how long they get. Well, let me just you know what? Let me just put a PS on here. Okay, while we're talking about the present and aging. I don't think fucking anybody that old should be present. Anybody. No, no. Anybody. there should be an age limit. Who the fuck do you know? There should be a maximum age limit. We have a minimum. Dude, there should be a maximum. Who the fuck do you know that starts making their best decisions in their 70s? Fucking nobody. Bernie Sanders, maybe? I mean, that guy <laughs> stayed the course. He did. But you know, it's like really honestly, that honestly though, he's probably thinking a lot clearer when he was in his 50s. Yes, of course he is. Uh, yeah, like there's no way the human brain is not like fucking wine, dude. The human brain is like vinegar. Mm-hmm. It fucking turns to shit the older you get. <laughs> not always, but for a lot of people, yeah, and especially because I mean, Trump's obviously showing signs of mental deterioration. Clearly, are you kidding? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ronald Reagan was too, but they elected him to a second term. Didn't yeah. even give a shit. No, because whatever they put in front of him, he would sign. I mean, I think he. He had a disease. He's at least got that excuse. Trump's just fucking retarded. <laughs> There's no excuse for that. You know? But you know, again, that kind of goes back to, yeah, it's like Ber- Bernie. Bernie's old as fuck. He is. He's way old. And he still seems pretty sharp. But because he has involved himself in the public sector and has stayed well, I, alive and invigorated I don't think fighting you for can causes. stay mentally sharp and be conservative. Right. Because your thought... Wow is on not changing your thoughts. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your brain is working at not changing your wow. surroundings or anything. You want things to stay static. Just like we were talking about, you know, anytime there's an update to something, <laughs> yeah. like, what the fuck? But like... <laughs> the like, Hulu format sucks now. Yeah. Fuck. I, oh, my life sucks. It really does. The Hulu format is it's the worst. God awful. It is... Oh, my God. But like, it, if you're conservative, like... Everything that changes, you just push out of your life. Yeah, and you, no, not that. You disallow things yeah. from changing. So your brain, I mean, your neuroplasticity requires yes, I was gonna for say, things yeah. to change. It requires for you to deal with new situations, new ideas, and things to be different in your life for you to start to grow. Yep. So, so like... I mean, it's not even true that all old people's brains go to shit. It's true. Some yeah. old people get 
you know, dementia and things because of genetic causes or, sure, or yeah. you can get dementia can be caused by alcoholism and things like that. Yeah. But if an old person is staying mentally active, their brain just keeps growing. It just keeps, I mean, it keeps growing. Your brain keeps uh, generating new and better thoughts. Yeah, yeah. And that's awesome. But, but, if but if you live in a bubble, probably fucking not. Yeah, you're never going to learn anything. Probably fucking not. And so not. your brain is just going to turn to muck. Turn into shit. Absolute shit. So more of the story, I give it a four. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's good. I don't love it, but you know, it's mm-hmm. it, it's worth it's worth a watch. Yeah. At, it's least, worth to, at the about. very least to just see Bruce Campbell as, as Elvis. Yeah. It's fun to watch that, man. Uh-huh. Now, next week's episode, I'm really, really excited about. I just want to get up and I want I want to just stand on the hilltops and I want to yell. Scream! <laughs> We're finally going to be talking about Scream. For, Scream! Will that be our first uh, episode? I hear them coming. Yep. Awesome. Uh, again, this has been one that people have been asking for since we started the show. Yeah, and uh, for good reason. Yeah. This I'm is a excited movie. to talk about it. I got a lot to say about it. All right. Um, but it's definitely a revolutionary movie that, that made a big impact on, on horror movies to come. For better or... Worse, mm. we'll talk about that. Next We're gonna week. be talking about it at SummerSlam 2005. Ooh, a ladder match between me and Ben <laughs> and the movie Scream. <laughs> so be sure to tune in next week for that. Like we said earlier, be sure to tune into that YouTube channel. Follow the links on our Facebook and Instagram pages and all that other shit. Subscribe to that. Also, be sure to uh, subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a review on iTunes. It takes us hours and hours to do this show. So many hours. So many of the hours, but it only takes you a minute to go on iTunes to give this a good, healthy, G-rated review and five-star rating. We would really appreciate it if you did. Steve, where can they follow us on them so At DeadLovelyPod on Instagram and Tweedles. Yes. Uh dead and lovely pod at gmail.com oh yes lord yes or go check out our facebook group where all the cool kids hang out mm-hmm. Ooh, babaconda Ooh, babaconda so you guys be sure to tune in next week for another installment of dead and lovely thank you guys so much for listening you guys have been just so gall dang wonderful and we have been ben and steve bye, bye now <laughs> <laughs>